Welcome to Furcast, episode 379. I'm your host, Paradox the Red Wolf. I'm a blue fox, Pharaoh. I'm an otter, Nico. 379. It's too many. It's like, it's hard to count at this point. No, it's not. It's 379. Oh, I know. It's one more than 378. Well, thanks. Thanks. You know, one now, less that, now that you say that, you know, that's just completely changed my perspective on that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's too many episodes anymore now that you spelled out that we are one episode past 378. Yes. So what are we doing for 400? I don't even want to think about it. I don't. I don't know. I don't have any... We're going to go to Disneyland. We'll all get the COVID. Yeah. We'll all get the COVID for everybody. Episode 400, the last episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean if, if Corona wasn't a thing in that time, then yeah. I would be okay with going to Disney. We, we could come up with something dumb to do. We'll think of something. I don't know. So say it's 78 right now. How many weeks is still 40 or 400? Well, we also don't do it every single week. Well, we haven't been canceling very much lately because... there's nothing else there's to nothing. do. Well, yeah, that's what I mean, though. It's our one, so it's our like, one thing I do all week. I feel like we're going to hit 400. So 22 weeks. Yeah. Which, which is where? Uh, middle or winter, I think, right? Yeah, sometime in the middle or winter. I mean, we might be able to have, like, one person visit, or two people visit, but not much more than that. So, I don't know. It'll be Saturday, December 5th, 2020. So, on it's the... 20. MFF. So, on the note of, uh, there haven't been that many episodes, apparently, because you think 379 is easy to count to, uh, Furcast has officially been going for more than a decade. Oh. Um, so, if we do it the next week, because technically, um... Ten years of my life. Ruined. Technically, it would be 21 weeks. <laughs> It'll be the day after my birthday. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll celebrate your birthday and 400, I guess. Woo! Um, oh, that was my birthday. We'll go to Friday. Disneyland. <laughs> I would be so happy. Do forecast live from Disneyland. A COVID edition. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, so, uh, yeah, we've been going... This is officially 10 years of doing the show, which means I've been doing our other show, Friday Night Tracks, in this studio for more than 10 years. I think that's been 11 well, not this or studio. 12 years. Well, not this studio, but the XBM studio. Um... But uh, yeah, three years in the studio already. Yeah, I think so. Almost. I've been living here for two. So yeah. Yeah, I think it's been about that much. It's terrifying. Yeah. Because yeah. um, when I start, when I moved in, that was when I was about to work at that one place. One eighth of our lives we've been doing this show. La- and then last summer I was in Ireland, and then this summer is now. So yeah, because I moved in like August, so it's gonna be like, yeah. Yeah. Um, this now tops the longest running job I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> longest running volunteer job too. You don't even get paid that much, if anything. Um, speaking of our other show, uh, just a uh, last final reminder that it is invite only now. Uh, our music podcast, and if you'd like an invite, so we have exclusive. A... Yeah, it's exclusive. Oh my god, I can't keep a secret. We have a uh, Telegram bot that you can talk to. Uh, it's XBN Invite Bot. Um, and if you message XBN Invite Bot, just mention, hi, I'm from Furcast, um, and we'll approve your request, and then you can get on our other invite-only podcast, uh, which is a music show. So if you like music, you might enjoy it. It's lots of EDM and underground stuff. Um, but yeah, um, the why broadcast will still be why is on it not Twitch. overground stuff? Overground? <laughs> overground. <laughs> um, the overgrown stuff. 
And uh, we have updated Patreon shoutouts, so those will be being played in a little bit. And also, uh, shoutout to everybody who is at the Nonstop WorldCon. That's actually where Areo is, if anybody's wondering where where Bolt is. He is a part of Nonstop.World, which is apparently a Minecraft convention, which is interesting. Can can you play Minecraft in VR? Mm Mm-hmm. I know I've seen demos, but is it, like, functional in VR, or is it just a demo? Oh, it's actually functional. Okay. Shows how much I know. It's weird, though. It's weird. Mm-hmm. What kind of weird? Just like functionality-wise, like playing the game, or is it like? It's weird. It's Minecraft. <laughs> I mean, Minecraft is always. I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things that's kind of passed me by. Somehow. The business cat plays it so much. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like um, he's like, oh, I got this, and he's like trying to do speed runs, and I'm like, remember, how could you do a speed I run? I remember when Minecraft first came out, and I hated it. Of course he did. Well, it was, hated it. You, well, hit, it was, you hit all the little the kid things. No, also, was, this is the was, only time I eat um, crackers yeah. like this. Uh, right at the beginning of the show. Right at the beginning of the show. You just need them. Because you always leave them right here. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, look. Whales. Before we jump into our news roundup, uh, Furcast is sponsored by TwinTailCreations.com. You can check them out at TwinTailCreations.com. We also have coupon codes, which can save you 15% on silicone products, on all of their adult toys and funny, fun, cool knick-knack stuff. They have other stuff, too. Uh, uh, you get 15% off on the silicone products if you use Red Wolf or Nico Chewing. <laughs> Nico chewing. <laughs> not Nico chewing. That's if not a good fucking thing. I will send a recording of me chewing. Any kind of thing you want me to chew. Anything you want me to chew? You should probably, yeah, can you turn or it on? Or Blue my... Fox if you're kinkier, you know. <laughs> Blue Fox is the best code to <laughs> use. <laughs> I got short arms. Fuck. Well, stop being an otter. I was going to say, stop being a little otter with little red paws. I think that maybe did it? Yeah, I should have done it. Okay. Th- those dings, by the way, were people signing up for our website. Because every time somebody signs up, I get a ding in the email. Anyway. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else going on. No. No. Nope. Really not much. That's more whales. Uh, Maruski's coming back soon from uh, Toronto. So that'll be nice. So he'll be back on the show. Does he, he have was... to get past the border? Yeah, he should be able to. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping, but we'll find out. It'd be funny if they don't let him in. <laughs> I don't think they can really do that if you're a citizen and if you have a job. Well, it's complicated because he doesn't have a job. First. Yeah, 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 he does. He does? Yeah, technically. Pri- private information, I don't want to get into it. But yes, he's, anyway, empl- he's employed, technically. Legal, okay, that, that's legally, a, that's a conversation for later. But the, yes. the bigger question would be um, the whole thing that usually if they don't want to send you back into your country, like if you're a dual citizen, then they're not going to feel bad if they're like, no, go back to Canada. Because then you, you're still technically a citizen. I don't know. It, depends on, it just depends on how much. There's also they are. other things. What about, about Daddy Cuomo, though? <laughs> anyway, we'll see. If you're coming from it's, Canada, do you still quarantine for 14 it days? It literally no, will don't. depend on how dickish the Border Patrol person is. Um, actually, no. Um, Ontario is not on New York's quarantine list, and they're regularly changing that. So I believe right now Ohio just went on to New York's quarantine Sorry, list. Sorry, business cat. Yeah. Um, but basically. Like going anybody from those particular locations based on numbers. Two thousand dollar fine if they don't register and quarantine. We have a lot of cars from other states. I know because you can't enforce it. All right, shall we jump into the news roundup? (laughs) That is my answer. I have a whale. 
Wait, I got another one. We can do this. Fuck! Oh, that was really close. Hit your teeth! <laughs> Yay! Awesome. Caught we it. did it! I feel like I'm at Fuji Grill. Oh, I miss Fuji Grill. Actually, um... I miss uh, hibachi. At Dao's, uh, you can get takeout. So if you at least want the flavor of hibachi, you can get that. You just it's can't. not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. You pay a lot for it. I, I went to I went there the other day and it wasn't because I got their lunch special and I mm, got it. It's not the same. I need the hibachi being thrown at my face for it to be hibachi. He, he needs his like half a bottle of sake. See, I'm, I'm more about the food than I am about the performance. I like, I like the performance. No, yeah, if you're going to hibachi, you gotta do the performance. Oh I man, I mean, I agree. It's great. I'm just saying, like, I also like catching the vegetables and like. In, per, with, in particular, because their fried rice is really good, and I wanted their fried rice. Stop talking about it because now I want it. I mean, you could go get takeout. If I'm gonna order takeout, I'm gonna order Grubhub and I'm gonna order Chuck E. Cheese pizza for the house. Ew. I, I would not eat that. <laughs> Isn't it not called Chuck E. Cheese pizza anymore? It's called something else. Like they changed it. It's like um it's like the band member's name. I forget what it is now. Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's um somebody says fuck hibachi food is terrible. It depends on the hibachi place. It depends on the hibachi place and it yes. depends on the cook too, to be honest. Yeah. I have had some disgusting hibachi before, but the place that we go to is pretty good. And even then, the place that we go to, sometimes the cooks aren't the best. Like, the one really short guy who's, like, really tiny, he was amazing. And his food was like, whoo! Yeah, sometimes it's, like, too greasy. Yeah. Um, but then other times it's really good. So the, it's like... the only two that I remember that I liked, there's a really short, skinny guy, we remember him, <laughs> and the really tall, fat guy. I'm, I'm glad you're just explaining this for us. No, I'm, I'm telling you, because <laughs> I want... Just to get... Oh, we got Pasquale's, nothing else to talk about. Pasquale's Pizza. Yeah. They changed it because Pasquale's the name of like some Chuck E. Cheese band member or something. So they figured they could get it's away with it. It's the selling. Italian guy. Yeah. Literally every single character in the fucking thing. That's so terrifying. stupid. Oh, so do, you like, do you like my shirt? What is it? Let's summon demons. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. Was that the creepy website? The website that had all the weird shirts? Activities for children. Activities for children. Okay, let's jump into the roundup. Hibachi is love. Hibachi is life. Fun fact, hibachi is an American invention. Not that that should surprise anybody. So are fortune cookies. Yep. And a lot of those things. What's funny is hibachi is actually, like, as far as I'm aware, it's actually caught on in Japan. Even though it was originally, like, an American joke thing. You know what else? Joke what thing. Is an American what? thing? What? Whales. Whales are. They're going to have more I'm of not them. not that good. Fuck you. From the warmest part of my heart. Welcome. You have a warm heart. To the round of <laughs> the roundup is the segment where we throw a bunch of links at you so you can check them out on your own after the show. It's basically our news. Fuck. Oh, that was a uh, that was that, a bad throw. Bad that throw. was that was a bad throw. That was a bad throw. Fuck. Oh, there you go. Nope, nope, still no. <clears throat> this is our rapid fire news segment. That was a good one. We are gonna kick off the roundup. With some bad news, <clears throat> some sad news. <clears throat> nah, meh, meh, meh. That's sad news. I'm giving a grunt for sad news. I'm giving a, a, a sad news grunt? Mm-hmm. All right, guys, ready? Midwest Fur Fest 2020. Canceled. Canceled. None of you guys did it. I was chewing. I'm, I'm eating I wasn't whales. Ready. You know what? Stop I'm gonna, eating the whales! I'm going to eat a whale for every con that Jesus got canceled. Jesus Christ, okay. This is why you have to feed an otter before he comes on the show. You didn't I'm, feed I'm him. MFF 2020. Canceled. Canceled. Conferer 2020. Canceled. Canceled. NYFB, New York's Furry Bowl 2021. 
canceled. Womp womp. Wait, is that 2020 or 2021? It's kind of both. But the first con that is officially in 2021, further confusion, 2021, canceled. Aw. Japan's meeting of the furries, 2021, canceled. canceled. I don't know how to say goodbye in Japan. First squared, 2021, canceled. canceled. <sighs> it's not cubed. And Euroference 2020, well, is merging in it. That's kind of a separate story, but Euroference canceled. But the biggest one, the biggest one for us, though, being MFF 2020 uh, was officially canceled. And somewhere. I will remember you. (laughs) Will you remember me? Hello to all you furries out there on Earth. It's me, Tiller, with Midwest Fur Fest. As you all know, I've spent the last year orbiting the planet in my definitely real spaceship, getting ready for our next theme of intergalactic. And I've been asked to relay a hard message. While the staff has been looking forward to this year's convention with full hearts, the fact of the matter is that after considering countless options and following guidance from the Illinois Department of Health, we are canceling FurFest 2020. This wasn't a difficult decision because ultimately it wasn't a decision at all. The safety of our attendees and of our staff is of utmost importance to us. And given that, the right thing to do is to cancel the event. We're as disappointed as you are. Especially me as I will now be spending the next year in this spaceship that I'm starting to believe might actually be pieces of cardboard taped together by a 34-year-old with too much free time. (laughs) We sincerely hope that you'll join us when we return with our theme of Intergalactic and our previously planned guests of honor, Corey Bing, Stuffed Panda Studios, and Lynette Eklund, on December 3rd to 5th, 2021. So, yeah. We'll see if it happens. We'll see. Uh, by the way, Tiller did post a blooper reel. I'm looking forward to this convention with our full hearts. <laughs> a blooper reel of the video that and he filmed. Co- <laughs> one more, one more, one more. <laughs> so you guys can check that out if you want to. But it was kind of a cute video from MFF. Uh, and they put it on their official Telegram announcement channel too. <sighs> what are we going to do in December now? MFF was like my Christmas. Like I feel like... Like at work, I mean, we could just I, have Christmas. I, Christmas is in July. I guess because like I would always tell my coworkers, "Hey, I'm not gonna take off Christmas because instead, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take off like the week, the first week of December, and then I would always do MFF, and then I just wouldn't." But now it's like, I don't know, man. I don't have any more whales to eat to fill in the silence. My mouth is a little numb because it's really salty. So, yeah, I feel like... You go on a road trip. We can go to Chicago and just be like, hmm. We could rent a camper. One of the RVs. That would be the weirdest furry car. Travel the country. If we were just like, we're going to go to this campsite, everyone bring your RV. Do You cannot leave your RV, but you can wave from the windows and be like, hi, guys. Yeah. And, like, well, you know how a furry parade, but, like, one person at a time, and they go around to, like, outside of all the RVs. So I believe um, Kerfluffle is actually doing a drive-in movie theater event. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Which is like a neat idea. We should do a drive-in at some point. We should, yeah. Because I know um, we've got a bunch around here. And there was one that I really wanted to see because it was showing Jurassic Park and Jaws. And I was like, ooh. That would be, okay, those those are good drive-in Because they're both like, 
like they're good. They're good movies. They're very good movies. But they're not like I have to watch it. And I have to understand everything. You're just like, hey, dinosaurs. They're gonna eat people. Ah, oh, shark. It's gonna eat a person. All right. So let's run through the rest of these, shall we? So we got Confer 2020. Uh, they were canceled. Uh, they are going to be uh, apparently online for free. Um, and uh, so if anybody's interested in that, you can check that out. Uh, New Year's Furry Ball uh, is, of course, uh, canceled. Uh, I don't think they're doing... Are they doing a virtual thing? I'm not sure. Uh, for, for the confusion is should we canceled. Should sad music from this? Uh, I'm already sad enough. I don't really want to add... Play the, do you have the Sarah McLaughlin song? That will get reported. That would get... No, yeah. uh, Japan's uh, Meeting of the Furries... Played it before. Canceled. Uh, Japan's you. Meeting of the Furries has said that they may do some online events. Um, so we'll have to see there. Um, and here's uh, Japan Meeting of the Furries actual PDF. Me, me, me. Dude, dude. Uh, next, Fur Squared actually did release a cute video. Oh, hi. Ow. My name's Fur. I'm the guy that runs the Alkali Puppet at Fur Squared every year. A lot of you have been asking about the hotel situation for Fur Squared 2021, and I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. So the good news first, you're not going to have to worry about rushing to book your hotel room or driving to Brookfield in the middle of winter or even trying to find a space in the half-town parking lot. Which leads me to the good news. For First Square 2021, we're moving to a different format. That's right, we're going virtual. You're not going to have to worry about waiting in line to get a spot in opening ceremonies or rushing with the mob to Culver's for lunch every day. You're going to get the essential First Square experience delivered right to your bedroom. Okay. Fact of the matter is, COVID-19 has shaken up virtually every aspect of our lives. And our leadership made the decision to not hold an event in person next year. Um... Some people might say that we're playing this overly safe, but we would rather look like we overreacted at the end of this than to put a single attendee or member of the hotel staff at risk. Um, a lot of people might say we're calling this too early, but we would rather give ourselves as much time as possible to put on a virtual event. Uh, I'm not going to lie. This is something that a lot of us never expected to do. Um, and we're all working very hard to transition into roles to put on a incredible virtual event for you. Um, trust me when I say this, we have some amazing ideas coming up and um, please just watch our Telegram, watch our Twitter channels. Um, we're going to be keeping you informed along every step of the way. I don't really don't want to give away anything yet, but this is going to be something really cool and I'm excited for you to see what's coming. We're super excited to show you just what a virtual first squared means. And in the coming months, we're going to have more information on what you can do to help. And more importantly, what we're doing for our charity, Haws. I know you have questions, which is why we're going to put out an FAQ on our website in the coming days. Until then, I really hope you join us for first squared, the roaring 20s. So, uh, First Squared is going to be continuing with their theme, and, uh, First said, you're thinking too small, con space and VR would be nice, but it's the Roaring Twenties I'm taking you fuckers to Gatsby Mansion. So, Fur actually helped out a lot with VR chat for, uh, Virtual Anthrocon, and he did an amazing job. He also ran a really good panel on how to join VR chat, how to get into VR chat. By the way, quick mention, you don't need a VR headset to join VR chat. You can actually play it sort of like Second Life, where you just play on, like, a keyboard and mouse. Obviously, it's not as immersive, um, but you can do it. Um, so I highly recommend checking that out um, if you're feeling like you're missing out or feeling like you're a little oh, intimidated by it. Commission, otherwise known as the FCC. Thanks, random auto-playing video. I love auto-playing videos. That's my favorite. Uh, anyway, 
Uh, yeah, so I guess um, they're going to be working on a really awesome virtual event in 2021. Next, speaking of virtual events, this is interesting. So we've already talked about how uh, Euroference is going to be going virtual, but they're doing something different than I've seen anyone else do, and it's a VR chat dance comp. Well, hello there. Do you play VR chat? Do you own a VR headset? And do you own full body tracking? Then we are looking for you because we at Virtual Appearance are organizing a dance contest. So do you want to show off your avatar and your moves on the dance floor and maybe win? Then we are looking for you. There are limited spots. So if you want to join really badly, you should sign up fast. So what are you waiting for? Do you have what it takes? Do you have the guts to show what you got? You can sign in down below in the link. We're really looking forward to your application. So, see you soon. Now let's play some music. So, uh, yeah, they're apparently doing a whole virtual thing, which is pretty cool because you know what? No one's ever done that before. And I don't know if it's going to work, but... Stroobs is a judge. Like... There's fuck all else to do, so why not? VR chat dance comp. Okay. I'm actually kind of glad. I mean, in some ways you could argue it's a little gatekeeper-y in terms of that, but honestly, VR stuff is getting cheaper and cheaper. By the way, I was looking at eBay recently. You can get an original Vive for really cheap, like as in like a couple hundred bucks cheap um, for the original Vive, which is like one of the best original VR experiences that there was at the time. We still obviously, have an original Vive. Obviously, there's an index and everything too, but um, yeah, VR, VR stuff is not that expensive anymore. Honestly, the hardest part is just having a computer that's also capable of it and being able to hook it all up and have the space and everything. But yeah. Uh, by the way, speaking of virtual conventions, just continuing on that trail real quick, Fur is uh, modeling the MFF Hotel in VR chat. Of course. Great. So you can water, 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 wander around and just, you know. Where's the chill. butt plug? I'm sure that's going to come. I, I'm sure. I'm sure he will <laughs> get that done. <laughs> Next, in the roundup, there was a great thread that happened with Swift on Security uh, talking about the original Firefox fursuit, if you guys have ever seen that. Um, and the person who made it said that outfit was created 11 years ago by uh, Mandy Seely. Uh, we were IT students in college. I was the guy who threw parties and loved costumes. Uh, and they actually made a, like, Firefox fursuit. And it was really cute. Um, because Swift on Security had tweeted, of course, making fun of furries with Firefox. Uh, and they found the original uh, original people. So that's a Firefox fursuit. It's cute. So I thought that was awesome. Next, speaking of Swift on Security, who's always making fun of furries, uh, Swift on Security apparently at one point tweeted... I don't use a VPN because I'd rather Comcast aggregate my data than some dude wearing a dolphin onesie in a basement in Zurich. Uh, and Proton VPN took that literal. So, um, and then Swift was just like, oh no. Uh, anyway, um, 
as for whether I would recommend Proton VPN, uh, you need to look at the privacy policies of any VPN you choose. Just FYI, be very, very careful. I don't know if Proton VPN, I don't know what their privacy policy is. Um, it is always worth researching. I believe on Reddit somewhere, uh, I should probably find it. There's actually like a really nice chart on um, like whether or not VPNs have been audited and what they do with user logs and what they do with your data and what their privacy policies are. Um, but it's just something you should always consider before choosing a VPN. Just want to mention that. Netflix continuing to be ridiculous. You're in a Beastars love triangle and have to make a choice. Which good boy do you go with? The smooth deer or the musky husky? Largoshi won, by the way. I, did, I actually voted for both. You voted for both? Yeah. Yeah. Netflix is furries. Discord is furries. I also heard some people complaining about the, like, oh, I can't believe people like Lagoshi, even though he's, like, a high school student. He's For 18. He's 18, and also, it's a cartoon. They actually do, like, they, at the start of it, he's 17, but by the time he starts doing, like, all the sex stuff, later on, he's 18. Yeah. Speaking of Beastars, next thing in the roundup, hey, Beastars fan, here's a message from our creator about the future Hi, I'm Paru, author of Beastars. Beastars Anime Season 2 will uh, stream in 2021. It is currently in production. We just look forward to it. She's wearing the fucking... Is that what... She never appears a face in That's her yeah. um, Sona too, actually. Oh, really? Kinda. Well, it's her Beastars Sona, but it's basically for Sona. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Next in the roundup is a website that isn't loading for some reason. Uh, here it is. So, uh, the Redskins, which is a terrible I, I name. I love the fact that this was the announced. Uh, there were there were so many votes to change the Redskins to this name, and I was like, God damn it. Well, it's a good name for a sports team, I think. Red Wolves. And by the way, some of the logo proposals are really cool. Um Come on, like, that's fucking awesome. You would love it. I would love it. And lo guess what? I have good reason to love it. Because Washington Post, Red Wolf's name for Washington could help save the species. Because it's brought so much awareness to Red Wolves, which are, like, very endangered, uh, that apparently it might help them to uh, raise a lot enough money to actually help their survival. <laughs> just look pissed. This, yeah. This well, you would look. be pissed, too, if, like, everyone you knew was, like, dead. It'd be like, well, we have COVID, so. Yeah. So, you know. Burn. Ouch. <laughs> See, now you know how they feel. <laughs> yeah. They're stuck with a like, small lot. little group, and we're <laughs> stuck with our small little group. <laughs> uh, next in the roundup, in podcast news, uh, SiriusXM has purchased Stitcher for $325 million. Uh, I know communications commission. Oh my the FCC God! Is moving this website just really wants to play this video, and it keeps fucking auto playing it. Maybe we should just read that one. <laughs> we'll get to it in a second. Um, by the way, I know some people swear by Stitcher. Uh, there's a lot of other podcast apps. If you're worried, uh, highly recommend Pocket Casts. Um, I've had to use Stitcher a few times to like test to make sure like our podcast works and everything, and why not, why not just sell ourselves to Series XM? If you write him an email, good with that. I don't. I don't think they'll buy us. I, I don't think Sirius would, would want anything to do with us. But they'll probably be like, "No, we don't want you." We have a decade of content, and Sirius XM is like 
We have reruns for days, but... Hurting for content. To be fair, SiriusXM has a lot of really trashy shit. It's true. Like... Oh my god, if there's a Furcast, like, Furcast.fm channel. <laughs> that would be terrible. And, like, the, all they just do is just keep playing Furcast episodes on a loop. Well, they're already... Our app, that's what our mobile app does. It just plays Furcast on a loop. And people do tune into it. If if we think gave... of all, like, the edgy, like, t- like, like teenage, the preteen kids who have their parents to, like, Sirius XM radio, they're going to sit there and be like, oh my god, we can listen to the Furcast. Yeah. Uh, Sophos also recommends Overcast. I believe Overcast is iOS only, but it's also a really, really lightweight app. Uh, the entire Overcast app for iOS is like nine megabytes or something crazy like that. Um, so really, really nice uh, app as well. Uh, next in the roundup, uh, just Flayra's article in Socialist Teeth. They did a better roundup than we did on where it came from and all of the various tweets about it. Next, Grant Imahara oh. passed away. He was the host of Good Mythbusters. Night, Prince. And White Rabbit Project. Um, the brain aneurysm, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I watched Adam Savage's podcast uh, that came out this week, and they looked broken. And, like, Adam Savage is one of those people where he's, like, he's a very happy-to-be-alive kind of person. He's a very, like, happy-go-lucky person. And just watching him on his podcast basically emotionally fall apart was just... I've never seen anything like it. Um... But yeah, um, he accomplished a lot of really awesome stuff and definitely helped influence a lot of people to get into science and robotics and stuff. So, shout out to that whole team. They're like a family and they're all awesome. Uh, Next in the roundup, SciShow has a video called No, Your Dog Doesn't Think You're the Alpha. There are some very cute, well-trained dogs out there. You know, the ones that can high-five or walk on their hind legs. But the methods people use to train their dogs can be much less adorable. In dog training, the term alpha is thrown around a lot. And this idea of the alpha dog has been popular for years. According to so-called alpha pack theory, dogs live in social hierarchies where the top dog, or alpha, decides who gets to mate, eat, and do basically anything else. And every dog wants to be the alpha. So to train or even live with your animal, you have to get them to think you're the alpha by exhibiting behaviors that, according to this theory, dogs use to let other dogs know they're on top. Things. And uh, that theory is basically bullshit. Yeah, it's always been. There's it's no not, such thing as alphas. That's, yeah. 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 Like, people are like, oh, the alpha, the wolf pack. Yeah, you know what the alpha is? The mom and dad. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like... Very, I don't know. People, like, make a lot of assumptions about what animals do and don't give a shit about. Rich people do. Yeah, rich people. Start it. You gotta have that alpha mentality. In COVID news, we're almost to the article that keeps autoplaying here. It's one more. In COVID news, uh, Canada and the U.S. have agreed to keep the border closed until the end of August. Uh, of course, with the exception of citizens and people who have work um, and various visas. But in terms of like Hopefully. standard crossing, uh, it might end up being closed even longer than that. And frankly, I would not blame them. Um, so it's very disappointing because literally like more than half of my friends are... I feel like U.S. shouldn't isn't the one agreeing. I feel like Canada's just like... I don't think there's any agreement. I think Canada's just like, yeah. Um, no, there was an agreement. It was... Um, they talk about it in the article. It was the... Um, not the patrol. The... 
I forget who it is. Um, it's not part of the White House administration. It's the... It's still executive branch. I forget who it is. Uh, it's like the U.S. foreign policy, like... Um, regulatory? Regulatory group or whatever that, like, makes that decision. And they, they decided to keep it closed. But... All right, we're finally to the article that kept autoplaying. Um, and it is an important article. Um, it's actually from our local TV news station. So thanks, WGRZ. Uh, you're great, but stop autoplaying your shit on your website. Anyway, important news. The FCC, uh, which is like the regulatory body in the states here that does like everything from frequency spectrum regulations to phone system, telecommunication, stuff like that. They have approved a new short phone number. So here, emergency services is 911. Like if you want to call the police or whatever. Uh, and we have various other numbers, like there's 611 for information on um, power lines and stuff like that. Well, anyway, there's a new one, 988, and it is the Suicide Prevention Hotline. Federal Communications Commission, otherwise known as the FCC, is moving forward with plans to create a national three-digit suicide prevention hotline. The hotline would be 988. It yeah. would, yeah, go ahead. Well, just like 911, it's available to anyone suffering from a physical emergency. The FCC is hoping 988 could be a resource for those suffering from a mental health emergency. Yeah, this move comes as the U.S. has seen the highest rate of suicide since World War II. NBC Charlotte's Ashley Daly joins us now with how this new line could be a line of hope to those who are suffering. So uh, I do not believe it's active yet. Um, so it is still worth uh, keeping in mind. Uh, I believe it's 1-800-273-TALK is the current number, um, but uh, eventually... Ain't nobody remember that. It's a very long number, yeah. Yeah, so I can kind of understand why they wanted to shorten it. What was the one from the 8725319? Uh-oh, um... 0118-999-8819-911-9725-3. <laughs> if anybody gets that reference, I approve. <laughs> Uh, second last article in the roundup. London foxes are showing early signs of self-domestication. We might actually want to read this one. It's kind of interesting. Um, I don't mind reading domesticating foxes just domesticating themselves. The urban foxes have squatter, squattier snouts and smaller brains than their rural cousins, but they're no house pets. Huh. That's actually interesting that they have smaller brains. You'd think that they would have to, like be more sophisticated to get around like cities and stuff like that. But I don't know. Then again, maybe cities are like safer for them in a weird way. Because although you wouldn't think that it's a safe place for a wild animal, there's also like less other animals to attack them. Whereas like if you're in the woods, you're constantly like on guard. I don't know. Yeah. Less predators. Ow. What do you, a fox, think of this? What do you have to say about this? It's not the size that counts. That's how you use it. <laughs> Actually, that was the last item in the round of the last thing was just the uh, pre-show music. So that's it. Yeah, is that it? A lot of cons canceled. Short version: Foxes are loading more cat firmware. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Cat hardware. It's it no, it's it's dog hardware cat software, right? Because yes. you have a knot. Dog hardware cat software. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't know if I would describe you as running cat software. I feel like I would describe you as running fox software. Yeah. Kitsune level. Because you're not like a cat. I've got two tails. I've I, leveled up. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like there's foxes in kitsunes, and foxes are just cat software, dog hardware. Kitsunes are like these mischievous little shits. <laughs> but you have to level up. You but you have to start... level up first? <laughs> level up. Uh, what would be your final form then? You'd be nine-tailed. <laughs> yeah, but what about after that? That is your final form. It's a thousand years. <laughs> I love taunting all the kitsunes I know. Like, good example is Aaron, who I believe has nine tails. She'll just be like, oh, I've got him frustrated, like, figuring this thing out. I'm like, you've been alive for, like, 10,000 years and you still can't figure this shit out. Or whatever it is. I, f- I forget if it's 10,000. No, every, every hundred years you get a new tail. Every hundred years. So, a thousand. Mm-hmm. It's like, you've been alive for a thousand years and you still can't figure this shit out. Mm. <laughs> the hell's wrong with you? They're having a party across the street. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not social distancing. No, they're not. Well, they might be family. I, doubt I know. It. I know the three people live in that house. Yeah, they're not. They're they're not doing good social distancing then, unless no, all of them. They are outside. No, they they are. Look, okay, because there's like six feet from like. Yeah, they're not even getting close. Look oh at, yeah, look at the spacing. That's true. That's good spacing yeah. actually. That is good spacing. It, it is very but, spaced. Well, I felt we were in like you, we went like frisbee golfing, but then I was like, well, we all live together. But the yeah. thing is, not everybody assumes that we all live together because it was like yeah. all like five of us or whatever. Oh, the, the group in front of us pissed me off so much. Oh, right, there was so like slow. there was like a group of like twelve people, and they were all like super slow because they let one person go, and then the next person, and you don't do that. You only go like that slow at the first row so you don't hit each other, or if like. Like I'm trying to go behind behind Faye and Faye has to throw, then I'll let him go first. Yeah, for me with Frisbee golf, like some people get super into the safety, but for me it's like as long as you are making eye contact with the person making the throw. Literally, you just have to say, like, it. I'm throwing. Just, okay. I'm throwing. That's... Let me turn and watch it so I can make sure it's not gonna whack me in the back of the head. That's literally been hit multiple times. So I've just usually I go behind a tree, usually. That's also fine. Like I would not like, stand in the middle of an open area if someone was throwing a disc, but if there's trees, I would just stand behind a tree. Did you watch out for that tree? George. George. George of the jungle. We should go frisbee golfing tomorrow. Like all Let's of us. Let's see the weather. Yeah. Weather. Hey Siri, what's the weather tomorrow? Looks like it will be partly cloudy tomorrow. The high will be 33 degrees and the low will be 22. That is fucking hot. It is going to be really sweaty. <laughs> we could. What's that in freedom units? Uh, hot. Ninety-ish. Uh, yeah, nineties. Yeah. We can go. No, mm, all of it. Haven't even met our new neighbors yet. No, I haven't. Just go out there and be like. You yeah. can be like, hi everybody. Yeah. Just, mm. walk, just walk out in for a suit. Didn't our neighbors catch some? Uh, something. Trash bandits. Trash bandits. Yes. I thought there were trash pandas. Both. They're both. Oh. Yeah, so we could do that tomorrow, or we could go over to my parents' place and swim if you want. Eh, maybe, I don't know. Maruski's also coming back tomorrow. Yeah, so. maybe. <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, you know I'm, not, the... I'm not trying to be the dick who's like, like oh, he's going to get stuck at the border. I'm just going to be like, you never know. Oh, yeah. yeah. You literally can't yeah, me bet going on across the border. The, me going across with Nico. 
we got awful. pulled over. When I was trying to go to Ireland the one time, and I had the, we, the one part that we didn't expect an issue was crossing the Canadian border, and we were stuck there for four hours. Again, don't cross the borders with Nico for some reason. I've crossed the border with Nico several times and never had an issue. Uh, I crossed it with bluegrass, and we got, like, immediately. <laughs> okay. So. Maybe because you have a nexus. Probably. If you want to cross the border, you need a nexus with Nico, else. Yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've been background checked. He, um, he's a terrorist. That, there's so much. That I, have, I have the worst luck. I had one time when, um, the last time when a cop pulled me over, it was be, like, Bluegrass gave him a look, and he's like, bet you he's going to pull you over. Two seconds later, and I'm like. They pulled you over because he gave them a blow, look. Bluegrass I, stared at the cop. I rolled a stop sign, even though I didn't. Fuck police. And he he, he didn't give me a ticket. I, that, mm-hmm. But I was still like. Yeah. All right. And it was after all the fun fucking day of that. What do you guys want to do? You guys want to jump into news or go on a break? Uh, I would say probably break would be a good idea because okay. I know Eric will pull out right away. What? <laughs> then we can go on break. We'll, read well one. no, I'm just saying it's a break because it's a good time to like have a break. I'm just going to read this one article. It's fast. All and right. then we can go on break. All right. Man on Earth's with, with Man on Earth's witch bottle with hair teeth inside, but is urged by the entire internet to please put it back. Okay. What? One more time. One more time. I, I, I didn't catch that. Give me the music again. <laughs> Rewind it. Man on Earth's witch bottle, which has a hair and teeth inside, but is urged to put it back by the entire internet. So he unearths a witch bottle. Oh, wow. I'm just looking at your screen right now. Forecast audience. Formal apology. We are about to read an article from the mirror. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm. Shane Myers is a rather u- has a rather unique passion. He likes digging. Digging ancient relics from the ground. I feel like, is he a badger? Does he like to do a diggy? Do badgers? Yeah, that's, badgers do that, that's, that's like their thing. They do diggies and they eat worms. And they attack everything. I have several badger friends. That's how I know. So we should give Boozy, like, a bunch of, like, gummy worms? Yeah. They fucking love worms, man. Mushroom, mushroom. I now kind of want to just get like what what flavor of worms do badgers like? I don't know. Like the like the sour gummies or like the regular gummies? You have to ask him. What kind of worms do you like? (laughs) Actually, um, it's really funny because um, a parent story. Um, my mom freaked out like a bunch of like her coworkers because um they're like oh we're so hungry and they were taking like a hike in the woods or something so she literally just reached down to the ground picked up a worm and was like here you got food and they were like you're touching it and they all freaked out and mom's just like it's a worm and then she just like looked at them and I think she actually ate it in front worm, of them worms and they, are they like freaked the fuck out quintessential to what soil is yeah and protein uh, now I can think of it. what's the uh, treat which is like dirt and worms something like that 
like the cupcake thing that's like oh yeah um it's like muddy no it's like like a put it's chocolate pudding oreo bit like crumples inside and then ch- the worms you're talking about an ice cream flavor no, no. it's a oh. it's a pudding thing it's a oh. dessert it's not, uh, it's not like ants on a log which is shitty raisins on celery it's like oh god ants on a log it's <laughs> raisins on celery it's raisin celery and peanut butter <sighs> god that's such a dumb name yes i can't have it <laughs> oh that's right you don't like celery yeah ants on a log would kill nico <laughs> Is it, or was it you who doesn't like celery? There's somebody I know who like like vehemently hates celery. Why can't I have an ant on a log? Oh, because the peanut butter. There you go. I fried. I fried it. I I had to think back. I didn't know there was peanut butter. On. I've never heard of this snack before. So I had to. I, had to... I, I was waiting for. I was waiting for you to realize. Like, <laughs> Nico is like, I can't have you. it. It will kill me. Yes, you don't like celery. <laughs> Nico, the look that Nico gave you was like, <laughs> I just imagine, I just imagine we end up in the hospital with you, and somebody's like, "What happened?" And I'm well, like, "He just oh, doesn't like celery. He just really doesn't like celery." <laughs> I know. I gave him some celery, and he's, he just started, he just started hacking up. He, he's like going to anaphylactic shock. Like he can't breathe. He just really doesn't like it. His body just. Oh my god, it's called cup of dirt. Cup of dirt. Apparently, I don't, so I don't like some cup of dirt. I mean, we. I think we have pudding. I think so, too. I don't know. I don't I, think we have Oreos. I think Paradox has all the Oreos. So anyway, the wi- the <laughs> witch bottle. Now I just want a cup of dirt. I know. We need the worms, though, too. <laughs> we can do a, a Wegmans run right at, during break. I know we could. <laughs> Why <like> cups of dirt? <laughs> cups of dirt. <laughs> Is Wegmans still open? Yeah. Yeah, they, they close at 10. Oh, okay. Oh, really? That early? Yeah, yeah, because of COVID, you yeah. know. It's kind of annoying. So it, might, it might be later at this point. Um, most businesses have changed their hours on Google, so let me check really fast. Wagmans. It might be 11. Orchard Park Road. Uh, oh, this says midnight. Oh. Ah. We did reach stage four of reopening for New York. That's true. That's true. Maybe they changed it. <sighs> Worms and dirt. The 52-year-old who works as a bartender in New Orleans spends his free time exploring areas where demolished homes once stood in hopes of uh, finding something interesting. He just demolished that house across the street. Oh, yeah. Like a, now it's like a big like open area. I'm not sure what they're going to do with it. Like nearby the main street, there's like so many vacant plots of land that I'm just like, when? Like, there, like I don't understand. We live next to like the busiest road. In this town, mm-hmm. and there's just nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Like th- America. <laughs> what you expect us to make a business now? What? By the way, of- your sister wants us to make it, <laughs> so we got it. When did my sister? Th- she's in the chat or something? Uh, she's in the house chat, and she's like, "It's called cup of dirt. You need this, 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 this. Chill it for fifteen to twenty minutes, and it's done." So I guess we're gonna have to. I like cup of dirt now. I like chocolate pudding. I, I don't like chocolate milk. I like chocolate pudding. But I like chocolate pudding. Huh? That's interesting. Cause I'm the opposite. I like absolutely hate chocolate milk. Chocolate really? milk is too sweet for me, and it's too like. Mm. I mean, I would drink it, but I don't want to. What about also? Hot, what about hot chocolate? Mm. Hot chocolate, a... if it's cold and gross outside. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't drink 
hot chocolate. Yeah, pudding. hot chocolate's more of like an aesthetic I thing. Th- or, I still think I would or, go chocolate pudding, hot chocolate, chocolate milk for my the the best chocolate. Not no, the best hot chocolate I've had was still Starbucks. And you have to ask for them to put extra uh, mocha in it. And it's amazing because it tastes like really bitter and like dark. And it's like, oh. I like the candy cane hot chocolate from Tim Hortons. It's probably one of the ones I actually did enjoy. Mm, no. I don't think I like that so one. Starbucks is where it's at because it gets like thick and creamy and you're like, oh. You, you, you like would it, like it thick You and like creamy. it thick and creamy? I like it thick. With uh, two C's? I mean, you could basically make I it at home. Three, just, I just I want like three pumps of. Instead well, you, of like, did, you didn't say three though. You, thick. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say it, it's there's thick, thick, and thick, thick. We just get so chop- do you, do you just want get by chocolate the way, syrup? And do like, you want to do the the Wegman in Toronto, or do you want me, or do you want us both too, and then just have Paradox have a very could long? Could also wait till after the show if they're no. open that late. Yeah, no. we'll, yeah, we'll do that after the show. Well, but you're gonna have to, to chill. make it. How do you? You have to. Oh, that's true. We have to get it because it's gonna be like closed soon. I mean, it's gonna be closed. Like, I mean, we've been going on until like eleven before. Unless we stop at like ten, we have plenty. Also, it would be really fun if we could just like bring it out for like the post show and just be like, "We're eating cup of dirt now." It's all done. I don't think we can make it in that time, bitch. You doubt my abilities to make pudding? <laughs> it's really not hard. No, it's not hard to make pudding. You need milk. You need a little whisk, and you go, and then you're done. And then you're like, "Oh, look, I need some crumpled up Oreos," and you go. And then you sprinkle it in it, and then you go, and then you just get some worms, and you like throw them in, and go, and then you're done. And then you crumple some things on top. Or we can film can, it can after you, the show. Okay, and I'm sorry. Can can you make a cooking series, like a like a recipe? He podcast, wants me to. But half of the podcast is just the noises you make, and like I do make noises when I cook, actually. Well, I, but I feel like you should be like, okay, so you got to like mix the dough when it's like. <laughs> no, I already have a really good idea to make a cooking series. I want Nico and CJ to be a part of it. You can film it. Okay. I'm not going to reveal the idea yet because it hasn't been done yet. Okay. I don't want to like just announce it. All right. But I need someone to film. Okay. We have people to cook. It'll be interesting. See, the, the worst part is I'm going to, I'll probably do fine until you start the electric and then I'll just be like, ah, I don't know. I can't cook anything. I'll just die. Cooking in the dark. That sounds dangerous. With <laughs> knives. That's and, and like that's, hot that's, things. That's series two. Well, are you going to film it with a thermal camera? <laughs> <laughs> infrared. <laughs> yeah, infrared cooking. You can see how hot the stove is. <laughs> Wait, I can't find it. <laughs> yeah. No sharp objects. Yeah, but like, what kind of cooking do you have that has no sharp objects or no heat element? Well, once you have the heat, the flame is going to give you light. Does it? No. Not Unless this. you have an electric. We don't have an electric. We have a gas. Mm-hmm. And then you can only film it at night. <laughs> there are so many things that can go wrong. Well, the house is insured, so. <laughs> Stretch the fucking house burns down. You're being like investigated, like it, like where the police are like, yeah. So what, what, what was happening when the house caught on fire? It's we like, were really hungry uh, we were, and it was dark. We were uh, well, we, we well, wanted to ro- make this podcast. We wanted to film this cooking show, but like, so here's the idea, right? Like, here's the elevator pitch. Uh, there's no lights on, and they just look at you like, what? And you're like, yeah, it's it's a cooking show that we film, but with no lights on. 
When's it? There's not a thermal camera. <laughs> it's just a cooking show. It's just black. <laughs> <laughs> just a black screen the whole time. <laughs> or a slate. <laughs> you just hear the mixing sounds. <laughs> see, then it would make a good podcast. Because it would be like, there's nothing to see anyway. <laughs> just all audio. No, that's see, no we just... could do that. We could just like sit around and make, make cooking noise. Like... That's like fun. <laughs> ah, I just cut myself. Do you want to sit in the kitchen and make cooking noises? No, you don't. You want to make sit in the kitchen and make something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're the one who eats my stuff, so. I know. You've eaten I... stuff that I've made, too. Like my burgers. I made pretty damn good burgers. Those were good. Those were good burgers. Those were good. All that one time that you cooked. A lot, but it was a good one. You know what I liked so. about those is all the seasoning you put on them. I'm a, I'm a seasoning guy personally. Like I, I like need seasoning. I don't. I, I can't. Eat. I don't like plain burgers. I don't like just just plain beef in general. I'm not a fan. Like a rayo. If I'm gonna enjoy a rayo, I gotta have seasoning. Mm-hmm. Like he does not season himself enough. No. So he like, really you really need to put the work in to make it like palatable. Yeah. And recently, he found just that. <laughs> in a post on Facebook last month, Myers claimed he dug up a witch bottle mm. from the mud at Algiers Point on Mississippi River, West Bank. The bizarre item contained a tooth, or teeth, strands of human hair, a pincher beetle, and possibly some urine, he explained, located in an area where a home existed in the mid-1800s, and the bottle dating that to that time period as well. Such an object may have been used for protection spell for the property... It also may have been used in voodoo to cast a different spell. Anywhere, it is rare and creepy cool find. He was excited about his discovery, but due to the potentially dark history of the item, people on social media urged him to definitely put it back where he took it from. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd I'd believe it. We internet folk are very superstitious bunch. (laughs) Hell, the studio. I feel like a lot of our bad luck came because we moved that. We need to put that Dreamcatcher back on that wall. Yeah, I know. And then when, when watch, you'll put it up and the COVID will just like get cured. COVID disappears. <laughs> All the cons will reopen. COVID vaccine comes out. All will be well. Can we do this just as a joke? What's the worst that can happen? It fixes everything? I would, And then you would be like, oh, we're good. And then we'll take it down again and it would just be like, the worst. You realize if we moved that thing from there <laughs> back to here and the fucking earth cures COVID, we could never touch that thing again. <laughs> it is worse than a nuke. <laughs> the President Cheeto will get like um get like voted out of office. Wait, did Trump get elected before or after we moved that thing? I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember. I think I would I, I think after I think it would have been after I think it was after <laughs> shit because <laughs> we were in this house when I remember the announcement you, uh, you guys were in the no, house wait, no wait no we weren't no maybe you weren't let's see no because when he got elected I was driving to I still worked at Time Warner that's right this is three years ago so no 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 okay good so we didn't cause that. Whew. May, hey, somebody else probably moved a dream catcher oh. then. 
I like how you guys were actually worried about that. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, um, where this acoustic treatment is in the background, there used to be like a, a dream catcher. A giant. Like a giant. Like, yeah, and it came with the house. Um, actually, I can, just, I can pull up a thing real quick. Um, is it still hanging up out there? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, it's out there. Um, so if we do... Moving vlog three here. It was right at the end of this one, I believe, um, when we were remodeling the house. Nope. Further, almost done. On a floor. So this is the end of the Attention. one moving vlog that I did. I remember that before we remodeled that staircase. So figuring we put these. There it is. So there it is. So this is this is the wall. The wall you're seeing in this video for the I feel bad for audio listeners who can't see. That that's the wall that's behind me. That's this wall before we remodeled it. And um, that was nailed to the wall. On this side we could put like the studio table stuff. Um, and then that could kind of come out to here, which would give adequate space for like moving around and filming stuff and stuff like that. Uh, but for this wall, I was thinking uh, obviously So yeah, that was the end of that. I kind of wanted like the people who used to live here to come see the house. And just be like, oh, okay, yeah, I see what you did, I see what you did. And they come up here and just be like, oh. I almost wanted to keep it in the wall, too, at one point. Just... I mean, that would be interesting. Just keep it, just wall it into the wall? Yeah. So that it never moves. Wow. <laughs> oh, there it is, too, in this one. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> we, we had moved it slightly. We put a scary mask on it for this stupid skin. Why is it so foggy? Ah, uh, because we, we moved it. Because we moved it, yeah. Everybody on the blog. Oh. Where'd you get that hand? What hand? Mm. Anyway, but yeah, we, um... That was my serial killer face. Don't worry about it, Miko. You were going crazy. I did not I did know you at that point, and you were going crazy. <laughs> that was me going crazy. Part of the video. Yeah. And this is actually way more than we need, obviously, because there's a big roll there. So the rest of it is going to go in the uh, server room slash machine room, um, because uh, that open there space, we put, like the equipment, right? VR, space. we Rubber. could have had up not there. That well, not exactly because the ceiling's kind of low. But so what happens is this rubber will go on top of this floor with an adhesive, which we still have yet we to moved test. It, yeah, we, we moved it already by that point. Oh, because of the spray foam, because we didn't want to damage it. See, I feel like it's okay to move it so it doesn't get damaged as long as you put it back. I feel like that's the issue, right? Just never put it back. Yeah, like that's part of the problem is that when we were remodeling the studio, you you have like there's like a grace period before bad shit starts happening, right? And if you if you come up on the grace period, then it fucks you up. But yeah, this post quickly went viral <clears throat> with more than thirteen hundred people sharing it and commenting. One person wrote, "Needs to be returned to the exact area. I wouldn't have taken it." Maybe a picture. Another said, all sorts of shit will come your way if you intervene with its purpose. Best to leave to <laughs> leave it to continue to do its work and stay out of its way. A third replied said, dude, fucking put it back. I cannot stress you enough. Put it the fuck back. Someone else proclaimed, this year has been bad enough. <laughs> Just please put it back. This year's been bad. <laughs> <laughs> However, not everyone was too worried about the bottle. A different user joke: <laughs> This looks like the bottle, of, a bottle of Olive Garden Italian dressing. 
<laughs> the special soup. <sighs> Others thought. The of people... course, there's people on the internet who want to eat it. <laughs> of course. People, there's people on the internet that want to eat everything. <laughs> I still love the special the soup. Oh, yeah. The, the forbidden, forbidden soup. soup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that word. The, the word forbidden, forbidden on the internet. It is the cutest thing. <laughs> the forbidden soup. The puddle of human, like, yeah. in a sarcophagus that water leaked in. The yeah. forbidden soup. <laughs> Just a taste. You'll get all the mummy's powers. <laughs> <laughs> Not how it works. Others thought that people were being way too superstitious about the whole thing. I have a degree in theology, posted the sixth person. I can tell you for certain that you need to do whatever the hell you want with that bottle. What it contains has the same power as a jock strap. Probably smells the same too. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Superstition is just the driving force of the ignorant. That's a demon summoner right there. Wow. That's, I feel That's, like. Wow. Just break the bottle. Take a piss in it too. Just smash it against the that, ground. That's someone who's studying theology? Yeah. I think really? They, I feel like they know something we don't. Yeah. They, they're, 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 <laughs> really? Someone in theology is going to be like, hey, it's all just superstition. Fuck it. And they'll be like, then what are you, why, why are you studying theology? <laughs> why, why are you spending, it's like someone who's like doing like philosophy and then. Not believing in philosophy. Fuck philosophy. That shit has done nothing for or no like one. like a psychology and doesn't believe that people have thoughts. Or education and not like children. <laughs> that one I've seen a lot. Yeah. That happens a lot. Yeah. Because then they don't realize you don't like kids until you start teaching and then you're like, oh, fuck this. Yeah, I believe it. Another un unconcerned user added, I'm going to say this one time. Witches and warlocks and demons and ghosts and poltergeists and vampires and werewolves and fairy tales and shapeshifters and all other ridiculous Hollywood stories are make-believe. Werewolves are real. <laughs> yeah, werewolves are real. I don't know. Remember when we thought this article would be a short article? Yeah, it was. It's only two paragraphs. I want my cup of dirt. All right. Uh, that is actually it for that part of the news segment. We're going to pick up with that in a minute. Um, do you want to? Do you want to head out now, Nico? And go to the store since There's... I got to do the sponsor thing and then the Patreon and then the. Just cook it afterwards. What's this cooking? You just got to stir the pudding. Oh, it's up I'm to you. going now. You're going to go now. You don't have to. I'm not. By the way, I'm not. I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying like. Did you even check? We think we might have pudding. Done. I'm gonna check to see if we have pudding. We don't have worms, and I don't really want to steal Paradox's cookies. But we'll get you, our own if, cookies. If, if you steal his cookies, and you just gotta go and so replace wait, what, them what after the show. What actually is this? I actually it's don't... chocolate pudding. Okay. With Oreos in okay. it, like crumbled up. Ooh, okay. And gummy worms inside of it too. Can you make a version that doesn't have gummy worms? Yes. Okay, because I'm not a fan of gummy worms. You can, put you can literally, if you, if you, you, if you, you could get the, the cup of dirt in front of you and you see a gummy worm, you can just be like, you can still put a gummy worm on top of his, but then he can just take it off. You can just take it out. Okay. Just like don't any just, kind of good. Just don't, don't mix the. Gummy no one's gonna be like, paradox. You gotta eat all the gummy worms. See, I like when the gummy worms on top. No, oh, there's gonna be like I'm gonna probably try to make it look fancy and have like some inside of it and some like sprued a little on top and like poking out and maybe I might get some like gummy frogs and put them on top too. Before I go on break, Furcast is sponsored by TwinTailCreations.com. You can check them out at TwinTailCreations.com. 
They make high quality, durable, carefully made toys for reasonable prices. They have come in all kinds of pretty colors. Their colors are really pretty. Uh, you can also ask them to surprise you by just uh, literally clicking surprise me. Um, there's also Furcast colorations. If for whatever reason you want the color of our fursonas in your butt uh, or on your shelf or whatever else you do with the toys, we don't judge. I love that one there. That's Dante on the screen there. <sighs> love that one. Can I like, change my color? <laughs> you probably could just ask them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You don't like it? It's too blue? I feel like it's just not the right blue. Not the right. Oh, yeah, you can probably. I mean, it's still a, a good blue. I don't know. I have, I have a good idea. I've been experimenting. Give them like a sRGB color code of blue. I don't know. Um, they ship discreetly. The boxes uh, simply say TTC LLC on them. Same thing with the credit card transaction. And they do ship internationally. We do have success stories of them shipping internationally if anybody's worried about that. Um, they are also a part of our community. They're in our chat room. So if you ever have any questions about them uh, or any questions about the orders or the toys, uh, you can always ask in our chat room. And a lot of times they're in there and they'll answer questions. Love is poured into every mold. I love that part. Uh, and fans are encouraged to reach out with their experiences as well. Um, we, You are allowed to submit NSFW content in Furcast Chat as long as the image preview is turned off, or you can use our bot. Uh, you can literally send porn to our bot, and then our bot will just link it, so that way it doesn't like pop up on people's screens and stuff. Um, but anyway, so yeah, uh, if you want to share your experiences, or, or you could just type out a review. I don't know. We'd love to know. Um, or maybe we don't want to know. You don't love to know. I, I, don't, I don't want to know. Maybe we don't want to know. I, I don't really know. You you decide, though. You're welcome to share your experience. Anyway, we have coupon codes. <laughs> Red Wolf and the coupon code Blue Fox. Either of the two. Obviously, the Red Wolf coupon code is better. No, but Blue Fox is kinkier. Okay. The Red Wolf one is better. Either of those two coupon codes will get you 15% off on the silicone products, but they also have other products on their website as well that you should check out, twintailcreations.com. Um, and, uh, oh, by the way, they are still shipping during COVID because they work separately. So they're able to still do stuff. And they're also, like, meticulous about cleaning everything that they ship, too. So don't worry about that. They're, like, they're very, they're very particular about their quality control, which is awesome. So... Just catching up on the chat room. Suggest stir the pudding. That is actually a good show title for tonight. Anyway, you guys are listening to Furcast live on XBN. Uh, coming up is our Patreon shoutouts. This is everybody who supports us on Patreon, where we go on a quick kind of music break and we'll get up and go to the bathroom and everything. Um, Patreon shoutouts have been updated, but... If you would like to change yours or something isn't right or we're not pronouncing it correctly, uh, do let us know. Um, I will try to make corrections every once in a while. I screw it up or I mess up somebody's name or something like that. So just let us know. Um, and uh, thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back after a quick music break. You're listening to Furcast. Support for Furcast comes from Patreon users, including... Shaman the Photon Wizard, Dexy Wexy, Faon, Energize the Wolf, Sweetie Darling, Barnaby Fox, Strike the Sergal, Frost Blaze, A New Fox, Omega Zai, Mullock the Generic Brown Wolf, Cypher the Heckmutt, X the Fox, Binary Paws, Zavarkin, Firelion Coyote, Trinity Wear Fox, Lord Headcheese, Biohazard, Code Yaks, Fox Triple Seven, Fiasco, Red Eye the Roadie Red Lion, Tukiri, Lieutenant Fox, 
Calypso Collie the Fluffy Trucker, Mella Wolf, Rit the Otter, Doxy, Zoopy the Barcode Kitty, Arceus the Tiny Tiger, Horse Code Hooves Up, Alta Shep, Meru Snow Mew, D Otter, Ski Sharp, Nick Liz, Nerd Hoof, Zenair the Mutt, Nether Lynx, Frost Wolgon, Jeb M16, Static the Scrap Goat, Taru the Yellow Nosed Doggo, Cronass, Jax the Husky, Fuzzy the Fox, No Name Horse, and Gaia Wellen. Additional support comes from social media. Twitter users, Commander Wolf 3, Kazro Fox, Drop Table Foxes, Perp, House Tier, Anti Blue Fox, Onyx Fox 23, BBQ Skunk, Rivik Wolf, John Crescent, Kaz the Dreg, Wolvern 4, Nate Blueberry 13, Bell Platagon, Jared Tamana, Ziv Fox, Cyrus SL, Crossy on Twitter at XSS Fox, The Other Commander Wolf on Twitter at ForWolf99, Brother Rat on Twitter at Ratus Spiritus, Zelig on Twitter at Stealthy Dragon, Trashcat Danny on Twitter at Trash Danny, 12 on Twitter at The Lion Thing, Shua on Twitter at Pulsing Panther, Dakota Winter on Twitter at Dakota Wolf 12. Telegram user, Sorcerer Dale. YouTube channel, Joe G. Bear. And the following websites, MacroWolf.com, Arihu.com, Hack13.me, Superdwarf with Anthrolinks.net, and Devin D. Partlet with FurryHockeyLeague.com. Additional support for Furcast comes from Shisha Sheppy, who's a good boy. For head bases and 3D printed goods, commission Tar Paw Studios at Alice Tar on Telegram. Silver Moonshine, maker of fluffy tails. Fisk Games, the new furry YouTuber on the block. At Alec Gator 300 on Twitter, creating pixel arts and being a filthy hybrid since 2012. Tantru with World in Rue View, providing fandom news since 2015. Honorius, who says, one more cheese joke and someone's getting bored. Spurigs, one of the only Ethiopian wolf degenerates in all of furry land. Scar the Fur on YouTube, giving you bite-sized, detailed furry history. Kilo the Proto-Yote, who says Jesse is the best kitty. Cody Big Cat with Cody's custom auto and truck accessories. Come see us today at 625 East 1st Street in Vidalia, Georgia for all your auto accessory needs. Light and Shadow, the wolves keep furry possum. Patty, who says, what Socks says is true. Socks, who says, what Patty says is not true. A message from at Grundy the Goat. <clears throat> I'm stuck in Folsom prison, and time keeps dragging on. Donran, munching those pizzas and writing those tunes. For an invite to the unofficial Furcast Minecraft server, message at Sashahina on Telegram. KobeCats.com. Take a bite out of art. We know you're hungry, so come get your paws and maws on a delicious piece of burger-priced art. Ryko's Furry Fortune Telling on Telegram at Obsidian Fox. Saucy Fox, who says, I'm trash. Raccoons, HMU. Checkers the Dragon. Chess is my safe word. Fishmeister Cod, still not a furry since February 2011. Nightly at snouts.online, who says, I want to see this community grow beyond meets and conventions. Permanent furry commune, when? Max Shepard, who has been watching since the bacon felony. Neon Wuff, 
who says Oreo is a very good boy. He is a good boy, isn't he? Little underscore sunshine and Scootaloo with the unofficial XBN Xbox app at patreon.com slash horse apps. Furcast's number one wimpy fan, Tyler the Wesky. Shacky, the maid lord of Nordic Fuzzcon. Visit the Maid Cafe at Nordic Fuzzcon in Sweden. Chris Tail on FA, specializing in Tuni art. The Church of Iswar, worshiping Lynx since the year Tuft. Rose Iron Husky, smell those sweet, sweet welds. Skycorp, creating transformative technologies for mature audiences at skycorp.global. Check out the SoCal Shepherd Show wherever you get your podcasts. Disc Cookie, creating procedural beatmaps for VR rhythm games. Karenos, who says, Circles are quite friendly and nice, actually. Tequin, TC Fox, and Kaiwana of the Infrasec Den in Wellington, New Zealand. At Equinox on Twitter, who says, Remember kids, neigh loudly, squeak often. Sylvan Scott, Grey Muzzle, Sorta Rider, and Tabletop Gamer. On Fur Affinity as Sylvan, with size-related stories and other speculative fiction. Shadowclaw Studios. Check out our Facebook page for links to our gaming streams. The Feline Support Alliance. A good kitty is a bitey kitty. Check at Airlines. We always land on our feet. Silver Gatomon at patreon.com slash silvergatomon. Cheetah Paws for a daily dose of bulgy arts. Support him at patreon.com slash cheetahpaws. And a very special, special thanks, thanks to Blaze Fusky and Decibel Fox. Support for Furcast comes through Patreon, PayPal, cash donations, and from listeners like you. To become a patron and learn more about supporting Furcast, visit furcast.fm support. This is XBN.
Forecast and XBN. Hope you guys are enjoying the show so far tonight. That was Walking on the Room, Walking on the Moon, Walking on the Room, Walking on the Moon by Infected Mushroom, which is uh, one of the first few tracks that Infected Mushroom put out on Monster Cat's record label when they first moved there. And speaking of Monster Cat, the next track is by Muzz, and it's called Out There.
internet radio by a bunch of crazy animal people. This is XBN. This is XBN in particular. You're listening to Furcast Live. Hope you guys are enjoying the show so far tonight. That was Vangabond by Greenskeepers. You might recognize that from Grand Theft Auto, of course. And coming up next is one more track. It's a breaks track. We played this on the last FNT. You know, our super exclusive invite-only podcast that we have now, even though you can just message bot on Telegram and get an invite. Yeah, anyway. This is Connection. Hope you guys enjoy. Join chat, furcast.fm slash chat.
track was played on our actually all of these tracks were played recently on our music podcast so if you like the music that we play on the show you should check out our music podcast fridaynighttracks.com you need an invite in order to download the episodes although the broadcasts will be public uh, i believe our next live show is going to be on the 31st and with that i'm going to tell the air conditioner to quiet down and um Oh, I can grab the door. Make sure that that's all closed. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I just need to say that we're alive again. We got a Snapple. What's your Snapple fact? Oh, and earlier was um, we paid two percent per acre for Alaska. Huh? From Russia. The National Park Service manages over 350 parks on 80 million acres of public land. Huh. 
I, I've heard that some of the Snapple facts are a bit wrong. Wikipedia journalism. Well, I don't know. Just a bit, though. Who's really fact-checking Snapple? <laughs> so imagine that, like, so, like that comes up in like a court case. Like somebody's like, "Well, yeah, but don't you know that blah 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 fact on like some legal thing?" Like I read it in a Snapple bottle, and then some person's like, "Yeah, that's not." Let's <laughs> try to use it in court or something. All right, uh, where are we at? Mm. Bavani, I was there is a box of chicken biscuits on the table. No, it's a box of whales. It does look like chicken in a basket, though. I can't keep those, like, long enough. I eat them all. Really? They make me sick if I eat them. It's because I'm a wolf. Wolves aren't supposed to have chicken in a basket. That's a fox snack only. Foxes love chicken in a basket. If anyone has not tried chicken in a basket, it's Nabisco, too. It's like their lesser-known thing. I think it's for, like, for soup or something. I don't even know what it was originally for. I don't know. It tastes good, though. It's basically like crackers with a little bit of like chicken bouillon flavoring on them. They're salty, but like they're great. Yeah. The next generation of armchair loyal Snapple Cap lawyers. <laughs> Snapple Cap lawyer. Snapple bottle's more credible than Cheeto. Okay, I do agree with that. That, but I mean, that's a low bar. If that's the bar you're setting, I feel like that's a low one. I can order a supply of them from Amazon to be delivered. Of what? Chicken in a basket. Oh, shit. <laughs> a repeat delivery. Yeah, I love when Amazon is just like, don't you want to subscribe to this item? And I'm like, what are you trying to tell me, Amazon? <laughs> trying to tell me I have a problem. In a biscuit is the Wikipedia article on it. In a biscuit? <laughs> Only oh, available in the U.S. Huh. A line of snack crackers produced by Nabisco. Originally released as chicken in a biscuit in 1964. Uh, no, it's available internationally oh. in a variety of flavors. In the U.S., the product is flavored with dehydrated cooked chicken. Oh, so it actually is chicken. But the international formulations differ because of varied manufacturing. Australian craft chicken in a biscuit manufactured in China lists chicken meal among the ingredients. Chicken meat. In Australia, it is produced... Uh, oh, Nabisco also produced... Oh, and they're just talking about uh, Nabisco. And Vegemite, Australia. bacon, and nacho-flavored biscuits. Nacho in a biscuit, bacon in a biscuit, and Vegemite in a biscuit. Hmm. I haven't seen... Those aren't available here. It's good. No. As well as more traditional. I've never seen barbecue in a biscuit. Might be able to, Pot- might be able to uh, import it on Amazon or something. Yeah, but it's like, um, this is what it looks like. It's like this blue box. In a biscuit range were discontinued in spring of 2015 in Australia. I feel like this is very you, though. <laughs> Like, it's blue, it's I, got a chicken on it. I grew up with them. Like, those were like my, like... And look who you... Oh, wow, that's not rated very well. It might be the seller, though. They taste like chicken. Five stars. The recipe has changed from tasty to tasteless. It'll also just be a bad batch or something. The six-pack for 24. There you go. 
You can get a family size, otherwise known as a fox size for you. That's all I always buy is the family size. Why would you buy anything less? I don't know. It's okay, not that much more. It's 12 ounces of it's, crackers. Yeah, it's 340 grams of... It's not family size. <laughs> okay. It's 12 ounces of crackers. Come on. Like, What's the regular size one? I don't know. A pack of two, pack of three, pack of They're four. all family size. Yeah, this is the family size oh, Okay. Listing. What's the other one? Wasn't there another one? Oh, just the regular one? Yeah, so the, the family size is 12. Oh, eight. Eight, 226 <gasps> grams. Woo! Wow, what a difference. Feeds a family of... One and a half. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Um, let me the United get... States chicken and a biscuit and Swiss and a biscuit variants currently available as part of the flavors originals. I include better cheddars, sociables, and vegetable thins. <laughs> I want to Vegemite in a biscuit. I have never seen any of the other flavors. What is the difference between party size and family size? <laughs> and who the hell decided, most importantly, what, what the fuck fun size is? Someone who needs to be, you know, executed because the fun size bullshit is just awful. It is. It's not fun. <laughs> Nothing. What's fun about having less candy? Never understood It's never fun. <laughs> And then they charge more. So it's like, oh, the conveniency of having less. And it We're going to charge you more. And it wastes more on wrappers, too. Now oh. I want to know, in a biscuit. Fun size are, che- are easier to throw at people. I mean, that, that's true. That's not exactly what Riley said in chat, by the way. I'm paraphrasing him to fuck with him. There's chicken in a biscuit barbecue chicken flavor. You you clearly need to like order this on Amazon right now. I've never had it in my life. Like, what if it's disgusting? It probably <laughs> is. Like you know, you know what handicaps. What's hot a fries? Swiss biscuit? Uh, I think that's just a type of cracker that you put cheese on. No, it's a Swiss cheese flavored snack cracker with. See, but they put holes in the cracker. You get less. <laughs> It's <laughs> just like, well, I mean, do you though? If it's the same ounces, if it's the same amount of grams in the box, no, it's seven point oh five. It's literally less. They, literally... <laughs> so they, they put you... holes so in the they, crackers. They literally give you the same like count, like in volume, physical count of crackers, but then you get less crackers. Two hundred grams. <laughs> a fucking scam. <laughs> oh, I know how. I... Sir, we're bleeding money. What do we do? We can't get the profits up. Nobody's buying the snacks. We tried taking the transfits out. We made it healthy. We did the TV commercials. Nobody's... I'll tell you what we do. Let's cut some holes. Let's make a Swiss. We'll cut holes in it. They'll think they're getting more, but they're actually getting less. And then we'll save... That's my deal with Swiss cheese. We'll save 1% on every box sold. Actually, that would be a lot. What's the other chip that we had. Oh, the biscuits and gravy. Remember when we did the taste test? Oh, that was when Lay's Chips was doing their, like, campaign or whatever on, like, different chip flavors and they had, like, hundreds of chip flavors and you would buy, like, these packs of, like, three or four of them and then you were supposed to go to their website and rate which one you liked the most. Um, and then eventually they, like, picked the one that everybody liked the most. They had some really good ones. There were also some that were kind of a little weird, but... 
Yeah, that was cool. I remember that. I'm trying to see if I can find it on Amazon. <clears throat> no, there isn't. Pharaoh is environmentally friendly by using less plastic and buying in bulk. The real fun was inside you all along. <laughs> Fucking chat room. <laughs> Nico came back and I think he's <laughs> mixing pudding. Oh, he did come back? Alright. So he'll be back up here in a second then. Sweet. Alright, well, um, let me know if you wanna. I am okay. I'm just looking, I'm trying to find barbecue chicken in a biscuit. Now that I know it exists, I need to try it. <laughs> it's been 30 years of my life and I've never even heard of it or tried it. It has to change. <laughs> He's on Amazon right now, going nuts. I don't know how to fucking spell biscuits correctly. The the way that it's spelled on the Wikipedia page is not the correct way. It's B I S K I T. Apparently. Oh, somebody's setting off fireworks outside. They're always setting off fireworks. Yeah, that has been happening a lot around us. Yeah, it's only this. This is the only one. Are you saying you can't get them? Frequently bought together: chicken in a biscuit, Cheez Its, and Chewy. <laughs> well, God, I can't use Amazon apparently to get barbecue chicken in a biscuit. I wonder if it's still even available because it said it got discontinued in Australia too. Oh yeah. What if somebody has an unopened box in Australia? <laughs> Hi, we have a lot of Australian fans. If any of you guys have, like, a box, like, in the back of your pantry somehow unopened, when was it discontinued? You remember when? Uh, 2015. Uh, so, yeah, if you have a from 2015, for some reason, still, send it to Pharaoh. <laughs> Pretty disgusting, but I'm not eating five-year-old crackers. <laughs> yeah, this is the pantry. Someone has to have barbecue chicken in a biscuit. It's probably awful. I, I agree with you on that. You, you know the Andy Caps hot fries? Yes. They have other flavors, and they're all disgusting. I know. I've had all of those. Yeah, the hot fries are the only good ones. I love handicap hot fries, by the way. They're so good. Well, the cheese ones aren't too bad. Yeah, they're okay, but you, if you eat too many of them, you get sick, though. Oh, it's because I didn't search chicken in a biscuit barbecue? I searched barbecue chicken in a biscuit? To find a website or a distributor or something? In it. Or what's this? Yeah, in it. I've never heard of them. Some food <laughs> distributor, maybe? Just. What? Wait. <laughs> it says weak choice. Why does it say that? Better options, goldfish. 
What is that supposed to mean? Weak choice. <laughs> what the fuck? It says weak. What does that mean? It's badly rated? What does weak choice mean? I've never used this site before. I guess you could just find a food or a product or a recipe in this. Weak choice. <laughs> is it the type of page you were linked or something? For like, it's I N N I T. So just uh, search up I N N I T. Apparently, you can search multiple foods, and it gives you critique on <laughs> whether it's a bad choice. <laughs> and it okay. Uh, and it really quick. Um, okay, we'll just go to init food. Okay, so this is it, right? Chicken and biscuit. Barbecue. Weak choice. Weak choice. Why is it? Why is it? Why is it weak? Is, With an unhappy face. Wait, so what isn't a weak choice? Right. Better options. Oh, is it nutri Oh, it's nutrition. That's why. It's a nutritional website. So <laughs> So if we do hot fries. Look at all those variety of hot one? fries. Okay, choice. Deerfield Farms. Okay. There, yeah. oh, oh, no, weak choice. <laughs> no. No, Handicap's hot fries is the weak choice. If you, if anybody hasn't had these, by the way, they're amazing. Wait, wait, wait. Go back to the thing. All right. Look at the good choice. Boulder's Canyon, Canyon baked hot. It looks... Okay. So that's what they mean by good or bad choice. It's the fucking nutrition. I was gonna sit there. I was like, what do you mean? Like, what are you just judging me for the food that I like? Weak choice. Weak choice. What if I just search egg? <laughs> just egg. America's choice. Eh. <laughs> America's choice. Eh. Okay. Hey, Nico. It is cooling. It is cooling? Mm -hmm. All right. Good, good, good. Oh, God. Uh, so far, so good. Anything exciting happening? I found out there's a new flavor of chicken and a biscuit, and I can't find it anywhere. So my hopes and dreams are fucking dashed already. I feel for you. Really do. Uh, Paradox, Tim Tams are great. I used to be addicted to Tim Tams. And then I stopped because it was bad for me. Every site that has it listed in Google... Gives me this. Sorry, this does not carry this product you were looking for. <laughs> Hi, Nico. Hi. 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 I'm just going to make you a blurry. Better that way. <clears throat> um, shall we continue? Piggly have... Wiggly doesn't have it. <laughs> Do we have any news or anything? Hey, Siri. Set timer for 20 minutes. Mm. I don't think I don't think it exists anymore. Marcel's, BJ's, Macrowolf. Wait, you're not addicted to Tim Tams? No, I literally like can't have them. <laughs> like my body like repulses them now. I had too many. I would literally go through like a pack a day of Tim Tams. <laughs> a pack a day. <laughs> it was a lot of Tim Tams. I did eat a lot of Tim Tams. I was like very addicted, and then. Um, and then people kept giving me more Tim Tams, which was feeding my addiction, which was not good. And then people kept trying to give me different flavors of Tim Tams, and I didn't like any of the other... I mean, I would try them, but I didn't like any of the other flavors, so I'd always give them to, like, family and friends and stuff. Uh, and then I got... I've, I've been led to weird sites. <laughs> okay. 
You gotta go on the underground market. The, no, the, the, the like. I didn't know there was in the eighties dot com food chicken and a biscuit. Paradox try penguins instead. I am not a fan of penguins. I have tried penguins. Uh, our grocery store imports them here, and I'm mm, Tim Tams are better. By the way, Tim Tams are still good. I just like I can have like maybe one, and then I'm good for a while. And you then, better have more than one of what I just made. What? Like one bowl? I made a lot. You made a lot? I made a lot. Okay. Well, I'll try it. It's dense. They're Tim Tam adjacent. Yeah, penguins are, um, they're like a similar style of cookie, but they're a very different flavor profile. Uh, our grocery sells Tim Tams. Try the originals. Highly recommend it. Just the regular original Tim Tams. They're, mm. Tim Tams uh, in, in Australia and New Zealand, they're kind of like, uh, if you're from North America, you know how... Every fucking time you go in the grocery store, there's, like, a different flavor of Oreos. Like, there's just some weird-ass flavor of Oreos. And you're like, what the fuck? It's the same thing with Tim Tams in Australia and in, in New Zealand, where, like, every time you go in the store, there's, like, they have weird-ass flavors. Um, but personally, just the original. It's just it's perfect. They're having all the pictures for the I don't think you can get it internationally. I think it's now in the entire the United States, and it's only chicken and a biscuit and Swiss and a biscuit. Maybe nobody wants to import them because they're disgusting. <laughs> Every fan that has come to me at a con who has tried chicken and the biscuit has said they're the most amazing crackers. No, 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 no. I'm not, no, no, no. I'm not criticizing chicken and a biscuit. I'm criticizing chicken and a biscuit barbecue. I'm saying, what if those are disgusting? And every distributor... They just take one and they're like... They literally no. like take one. They like, they're like at a business meeting with the company that makes them. And they're just like, oh, yeah, we'll try it. Yeah, I don't think we're interested in your product. <laughs> Can I, like, message Nabisco? <laughs> Send him in. I demand to try I this. Demand that you I demand that you distribute. I have spent thousands of dollars <laughs> buying chicken and a biscuit for my life <laughs> of 30 years. <laughs> I demand to try the barbecue flavor. So, fun fact. Um, when I was in sixth grade, uh... We had a project in English class where we had to write a letter to a company. And um, so most kids would pick, like, their favorite toy company or they would pick, like, you know, a TV network like Nickelodeon or something. I wrote a letter to Hershey's Chocolate in Pennsylvania and complained that the Heath bars, the, like the candy Heath bars, that they have, like, chocolate with toffee in them. I was like, they are my favorite thing, and why are they not everywhere? Because, like, for a while, you couldn't find them. Like, only in certain grocery stores. Like, you go to a gas station, and they would mm -hmm. have, like, the regular Hershey's chocolate bars, which are, eh. But then, like, they wouldn't have the Heath bars. So I wrote a letter. And, and most, keep in mind, this was, you know, God, 2000, 2004, Right. So um, when you'd send a letter, most of these companies, most of the time you get like a generic response back or they would send you coupons or something. The the um, like some board member wrote a letter back to me and was like, thank you for your letter. You know, we're considering, you know, because they, they would get letters from school children all the time. And he was like, thank you for like your letter. You know, we'll consider your request. And they like sent me a bunch of coupons to buy Heath bars. And now Heath bars are everywhere. So I wonder if I had something to do with that. I'm not really. I didn't know not. Nabisco was an abbreviation for the National Biscuit company really yep. huh i didn't know that <laughs> i'm not surprised you have n-a-b-i-s-c-o nabisco national biscuit company <laughs> wow well. mm. they're also called christie's in canada 
They're not called Nabisco. They're called Christie's. I think my favorite rename is Burger King being called Hungry Jacks in Australia. <laughs> oh, Hungry Jacks! Oh. Yeah, because yeah, somebody trademarked Burger King. So stupid. And it's really funny when you watch the commercials, too, because it's just like, come on down to Hungry Jacks. And it's like, uh-huh. Okay. Sure. I wonder if it's like actually anything different in the food quality. Um, I doubt it. I had Burger King in New Zealand, and it was pretty much the same. That makes sense. It was it was same old, same old shitty Burger King. <laughs> it was. I'm gonna mm. I'm when, gonna go to their fucking head loca- office location. It's in East Hanover Township of New Jersey. <laughs> you like break in and steal the recipe for these fucking barbecue things, so you can try to make them. What if they're disgusting? What if you go through all of this effort and they're just terrible? You know, what I, you know the other thing I love that was disgusting? The Orbs drinks. Orbs? They were awful. They had little gel. They were like, it was like a beverage that was made by, I think, uh, Pierrier or um, Poland. Sp- I think it was Pierrier. It was a Canadian company. Orb- Orbits? Orbits. Never heard of these. I have. Most things I just remember how it looked. I never actually The drink was great. The balls were not. <laughs> Why? What did they like cause cancer or something? No, they were like gel, like like squishy. Like I don't know. Oh, like, is it is it similar to like a boba tea kind of thing? Yeah. Where they're like like tapioca? Maybe? Huh, interesting. Never By the way, of. next time we go to the mall, there is a boba place. Oh <gasps> in the mall? There is? Yeah. <clears throat> oh my god. It sucks that there's like COVID. I guess we it's, could it is open. I guess we could wear masks and... Well, yeah, that's what I, I did when I went. Yeah, wear right. a mask. Are we going to move on to news? You know what? Like, on their site, they don't even list chicken in a fucking biscuit. You have 13 minutes until we can get a cup of dirt. <laughs> Messaging Nabisco. <laughs> Dear Nabisco, I am your greatest fan of chicken in a biscuit, and I want you to make a different... I don't know that the baker is a cheese, easy cheese. <laughs> Ginger snaps, premium saltines. Can we have an article? Or can we move on to something? <laughs> I just want my. <laughs> I just want the pudding. No, we can't. We can. I'm just. There is no chicken in a fucking biscuit in their site. <laughs> They're ashamed of it. <laughs> I'm like one of the I'm the souls I'm the one that's been leading the old sales of fucking chicken and a biscuit. We don't know what's going on, but we keep loading them onto this truck that goes to Buffalo. Some guy keeps buying them. He buys them in bulk. You do buy them in bulk, don't you? No, I should buy them in bulk. <clears throat> because we never even heard of them before. Well, she's not a fox. <laughs> she's a fucking wolf too. I like how you're wearing a blue shirt too. Mm-hmm. To summon demons. Yeah. Mm. All right, news. <clears throat> I want to read the fox one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, read the fox one. I can't just start without any music. It's just unnatural. London foxes show early signs of self-domestication. The National Museums in Scotland has a collection of about 1,500 fox skulls. Monsters. <laughs> What a lovely room of death. (laughs) 
diligently labeled with their original locations in London. That seems like very, I don't know, weird. This fox skull was picked up here in this town. <laughs> this fox skull was picked up here in the countryside. It's like, oh, where do these come from? Well, which street corner are you interested in? Mm. <laughs> well, how many places can there be in Scotland for 1,500 skulls? Lots. They had a lot of foxes. Past tense. They have like a different room. <laughs> they had a lot of foxes. They have like Past. a different room for every burrow. <laughs> and when researchers compared rural fox skulls to those from in the city itself, they found some key differences. The results published in June 3rd in the Proceedings of the Royal Society B show that while rural foxes remain adapted for speed and hunting small scampering prey, urban foxes have different priorities. <laughs> Their skulls reflect the different needs of the carnivore that scavenge in the cities chock full of human refuse. Ripe for the taking by a cunning canine. Shorter, stronger snouts are better adept at breaking open packaging and crunching over leftover bones. And smaller brains are fine with their meals. Don't run away. Don't have to run away. Virginia ah. Bortels reports for Science Magazine. So they've had to adapt more skills to how to open up containers. Makes sense. But... Oh, Vox did a piece recently on, like, how apparently, like, you can train a raccoon to open a box that has, like, a series of sophisticated locks that all have to be moved in, like, a specific order to get in and get the food. Mm -hmm. And even, like, years later, they will still remember how to do it, which is amazing. Oh, actually, that might have been Kurtzka's act, actually. Yeah. That was Kurtzka's act. I watched that one. That was good. I fed the raccoons out there. <laughs> Like, they were in their cage, and the one was really pissed off. But they were, like, adolescent. They were, like, small little raccoons. And the one just kept, like, running around its cage. Yeah. But now, now they'll remember you forever. But then, like... They will remember that. They, like, they, like... They don't hiss, really. They, like, grunt, moan. <laughs> I've never been that close to a raccoon. So I was, like, ah, I'm gonna go outside and, like, wear my, like, protective animal glove. And then, like... Give it food. <laughs> and it like, it like stepped up on its like in the cage. It was like stepping up on its hind legs like a little bit. But, and like, you know, like a cat raises its back up. Yeah. And it's like, it was like, instead of like hissing, it was like, <laughs> imagine a suitor doing that to you. <laughs> like a raccoon suit, just like, like <laughs> as soon as you get close. <laughs> that would happen. Too bad we will never see a raccoon suitor again for the rest of this year. I feel like raccoons are just like garbage can cats. A little bit, yeah. The way they acted, it seemed like a cat that was just like... Yeah. Only lived in a garbage can. <laughs> or a tree. Why not both? Though I guess the, uh, the raccoons actually got washed down the stream. Really? Aww. When it was Aww. raining. Aww. So he caught the mother, and then they relocated her to, I think, over, I think, a mile away. Oh, in, like, a park or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Children's Park. <laughs> relocated the raccoons there. <laughs> or he's still underneath our house? Hmm? The raccoon, if it was in the creek? No, the, he caught it, the neighbor. Ah. Like, he caught the big mother one, and then there was the two, like, adolescents. Hmm. Poor raccoon. We got, like, three point. 
five, four inches of rain in 24 hours. We got a day. lot of rain. We did, yeah. I, I, went, I missed it. Apparently, like almost the creek was like at the very top. I have a and, like, picture the, of the creek. The backyard was like halfway, like halfway yeah. up the yard was like flooded. Wow. But guess what? The basement still didn't flood really. That's good. Yeah, basements are doing good. Anytime I've gone down And there. we have a creek in there. <laughs> like a few side parts of the creek leaked out. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have the, we have the Dreamcatcher protecting us, so. I don't know. I think it's been moved. I don't think. Well, I think when we moved it, it like it offsets the rest of the world, but like I feel like it's still enough for the house. <clears throat> I just want to say though, we had the most record rain that this area has ever seen in 24 hours, and this house still didn't flood with a creek in the basement. <laughs> I know. I feel like having a creek in the basement is almost a good idea. <laughs> like the backyard flooded a bunch, but the house didn't flood. <laughs> Like, it's true. Just think about that, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. The fact that we're on a flood plane and we have to pay flood insurance, but we had the most record le- level of all recorded rainfall in 24 hours, and still there was not a flood. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. I call a 100 year flood plane bullshit. <laughs> I mean, that's not how a 100 year flood plane works, but okay. I know, but I'm just saying. Should I should I play the video that explains the creek in our basement? I mean, why not? Because I feel like it's been a while. I'll just explain it. Here, here we go. We also got lots of comments about the creek. Some of you saying that's really awesome and other people saying, holy shit, that's terrifying. Uh, so I just wanted to talk about this a little bit. So yes, there are several feet of concrete in between this layer and what actually goes down into the cave for the creek. Uh, it is completely built into the foundation of the house. The house was built on top of the creek. It's not like, you know, it leaked and then they just built this over it or something like that. Technically, that means the house is on a 100-year floodplain if you look at the parcel map, but none of the other houses in the neighborhood are on a 100-year oh, floodplain. Uh, even are. though some oh, of they house- are. Oh, they are? Yeah. Oh, I looked at that. I didn't see that. Those are actually right on the edge of the creek as well. In addition, we legally did have to purchase flood insurance. However, flood insurance only covers up to livable space, and this is not considered livable space, so it's almost useless. In addition to that, there's a huge deductible, and let's not talk about that. If you've ever had to deal with flood insurance, you know it's just a giant ripoff. Really quick, uh, I had a shot of underneath it. I think it was right after this part. Um, no, it was right before that. I don't remember. Right on the edge of the... But, uh, yeah, so, um, you remember when we walked through there, Faye? Mm-hmm. It was horrifying. You want to walk through there again? No, never again. You can do it right now. All right, never. In the dark. Yeah, that's what it was. So these are nails, by the way, sticking down out of the concrete. Um, and you, you can kind of see through it underneath our house. It's really weird. Anyway. Yeah, our house is built on a creek. Anyway. <clears throat> so the character characteristics resemble the Charles Charles Darwin labeled domestication syndrome, a set of traits that accompany a wild animal's transition to tameness and eventually domestication. I can't wait. The foxes will become more tame the more they live around people. And then they'll be able to be completely domesticated. And you're going to have a fox? 
I would gladly have a fox. If you could like potty train a fox, like I feel like it's really hard. Yeah. It's like a cat. Well, cats actually are considerably very well potty trained, especially considering you can kind of leave them alone for a while. Mm-hmm. But they're still shitting in the house. In a box. Yeah, but in a specific area, though. They know exactly where to shit. Yeah. So, considering that, uh, yeah, we can get there eventually, maybe. You can still buy those other foxes that have already been domesticated. Like the Russian ones. You're going to do it? I don't have two, two grand or more to import a fucking fox, a Russian fox. Yeah, but it's a fox. I feel like it's worth every penny. How long do they live? I don't think they live longer than dogs. I don't know. See, this is the research you need to know. But he doesn't want to get one anyway. What's really fascinating here is the foxes are doing this to themselves. Yeah, we always do. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of this article, by the way, is going to just be... Kevin Parsons, an evolutionary biologist in the University of Glasgow, told the BBC News, uh, this is the result of foxes that have decided to live near people, showing these traits that make them look more domesticated as more domesticated animals. <laughs> but the researchers stress that urban foxes are definitely not house pets. Instead, the difference eliminate the path that dogs and cats may have been on in the early path towards human companionship. <laughs> Companion foxes. <laughs> The fox skulls were collected between 1971 and 1973 when the animals were being culled in the London boroughs and were responsible for handling their fox populations. According to London's National History Museum, attempts to call the urban foxes were very unsuccessful because the populations are self-regulating. And when one animal was killed, then another one would just take its territory within the next few days. <laughs> the respawn rate is pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that no matter how many they kill in the city, just more from the rural come in. It's like, oh, vacancy. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear? Tom got killed. Ah, Jeff just moved in. The city abandoned fox calls in the 1980s, although fox control measures were raised in discussion again in the recent years. The skulls served as a snapshot of a large fox population in the 1970s. Parsons photographed 111 skulls, 57 female, 54 male, from rural and urban areas and identified key features of the skulls and shapes. He and his team found that the fox habitat has no- noticeably effect on the shape of the skull. A rural fox's long tapered snout is ideal for agility, but the urban foxes don't need speed since the energy is better spent digging through trash piles than hunting prey. They also have smaller. Uh, they also have a smaller brain case, so they may have a smaller brain in the urban environment. Parsons tells the BBC. So the evasive prey that scoot, uh, that's scooting back and forth and trying to avoid capture is going to be much more mentally challenging for a fox than a stationary prey. The stationary food that the urban foxes will come across. The changes in the urban fox skull also line up with a long-running study of fox domestication in Russia. The study began in the 1960s after generations of breeding only the least aggressive, most human-friendly foxes. The animals have traits of curled tails, floppy ears, short snouts, and barking. (laughs) A recent paper raised questions about whether the traits were actually associated with domestication or if they were the result of the original gene pool of 130 foxes in the study. But in regard to this new study, it's not so much surprised as delighted as the results of the evolutionary biologist Lee Duncat of the University of Louisville, who wasn't involved in the study, tells Science Magazine. This is a natural experiment. This is very much in line with what the Russian experiment has found the foxes are nowhere near 
as domesticated as the familiar animals like dogs or cats, but the study shows that in heavily human environments like a city is enough to uh, nudge animals down the domestication evolutionary path. Foxes never move any further down the path to domestication. That would be, that was what we observed in study. Melda Miltia Zeller, emeritus archaeologist at the Smithsonian National Museum of Natural History tells Science. We just don't know why. <laughs> they just, they never stopped being foxes. <laughs> yeah, for the longest time they didn't. And now all of a sudden foxes are like, ah, oh, we're going to live with people. Yep. They got good food. They're not killing us. Uh, apparently, Sin had a fox. Sin and hmm. Chad is saying had a fox, and it was potty trained. It went in a kitty litter box. Huh. I would also assume it smells more. As far as. I don't know. It depends. This cat litter smells really bad. <laughs> there's the. Nico, there's one about the loose. Kangaroo in Florida. <laughs> People couldn't figure out where it came from. Probably Australia. I'll be right back. Are you checking on pudding? No, it's done. Literally just had to sit for like five minutes, but your sister said 20, so I put 20. I'm back with pudding. Is it the end of the article? <clears throat> yeah. Oh. Um, so I, there was also a mysterious COVID outbreak, which is unexplained. Mysterious COVID outbreak? Yes. Huh. Vsauce here. <laughs> mysterious COVID outbreak on a ship after 35 days at sea stumps all scientists. Ah. Uh, well... It could have been that it started with a few people who were just asymptomatic, but were still spreading it. They had COVID tests before they got on the ship and then did a 14-day quarantine beforehand before leaving the port where none of them left. So it must have been on a surface or something because it can technically live for a long... That's an unlikely way to get it, but it can live on surfaces for a long time. So... But... Then they were at sea for 35 days. So even if it was on a surface on the ship. And nobody came or went. No. And there were no were there any shipments to the ship. Nope. Nothing. Huh. Argentina is currently dealing with a mysterious COVID-19 outbreak. It's like the Bermuda Triangle of diseases. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> ship that's been out at so a mysterious COVID outbreak on board a ship that has been out at sea for over 35 days. Considering all sailors tested negative and self-quarantined before they set sail, no one is quite sure how the virus came aboard and infected dozens of crew members. <laughs> Fifty-seven out of sixty-one people on board the Ichinmaru, Ichinmaru, fishing know. trawler have tested positive for COVID-19, according to the local health authorities in Argentina's southernmost province of Terra del Fuego in Patagonia. Two only two of the crew have tested negative, while the remaining two are still awaiting confirmation of their results. 
What when was the what was the date on this? Oh, is it only in another a different article? Well, I'm gonna pull up the the Spanish. Rex, would you like some? Sure, I'll have some. Yeah. Worm. And one worm. No, make him scoop out the worm. That's that's plenty for me. I'm not gonna have that much. Another worm. No, you give him one worm. Give no, him... I don't want. I'm not gonna eat it if there's. I'm not gonna eat it if there's a worm. Yeah, I'm not a fan of. Uh... Thank you very much. This is, um, interesting looking. So did you just buy like a ton of Oreos and crush them yep. up? Okay. Interesting. Oh. July fifteenth. Hmm. All right. It'll taste like pudding and Oreos. It's pretty good. He needs more Oreos. There are more Oreos downstairs if you want it. I used like a row and a half of Oreos. Yeah, there definitely needs to be more Oreos. And go fucking get more Oreos. Cause you want like the crumbly on the top for like the dirt layer. Like you know how you have multiple layers of dirt? Just giving you pointers. My sister has, we've discussed this too. Like you, the ratio of Oreo to pudding is really bad. Well, you're going to get your more Oreos. <laughs> I like how he's going to get more Oreos. <laughs> I give him credit on the speed, though. Yeah. Yeah, speed is good. She needs more Oreos. Like, was that, I feel like your take is the same. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely... I've never even had this, um, and I agree. I feel like it's it's too much. It's the pudding to yeah. Oreo ratio is not satisfactory. <laughs> it's like pudding with a little bit of Oreos in it, whereas that's not what it's supposed to be. I assume. Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. <laughs> we were no, we were commenting on the speed at which you have made it. We're just saying that the consistency that just, it tastes like pudding with a few Oreos in it, rather than, which is, I'm not, I'm not saying it's, your speed was good. Just stop talking. But your execution. Just stop talking. <laughs> you got like an S ranking on the speed. No, stop talking. <laughs> Eat your damn food. <laughs> I'm not cooking for you again. <laughs> you didn't cook! <laughs> I feel like this, this is not even... I can't... I, wait. Pause. <laughs> pause! Can you... <laughs> could you classify this as a cook? <laughs> and so you do it. Uh, you, you could classify it as food prep. Okay. I would say definitely food prep. Because there's no baking... Or cooking. It's good though. 
I like it. There's chilling. Paradox. Yeah. It I've is ne- good. It's I've just... never had it before, but I could use more Oreos. <laughs> There's some more Oreos right there. Oh, really? Yeah, we're going to grind them up, though. Yeah, you got to grind them up. This is why we should have cooked together. No, don't grind them up yet. I want to grind them up. Don't you dare grind them up. No. <laughs> this is grinding our <laughs> Now that is a good Oreo to pudding ratio. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin the ratio. You can give him more Oreos though. Oh yeah. Well, I, I kind of had most of mine though. But I mean, if you want to... I get... I did wash my hands, everybody. Wow, is that... Do you normally grind them up with such anger? Is that like a part of the recipe to this be... This is a new shirt. Don't mind my chocolate. <laughs> yeah, your hands are dirty. This is good. <laughs> this is good now. Really good. I approve. I'm still really debating because I don't want to do your shirt because I know you like that. Oh, you just got it today. I have some Oreo hair. Yeah, wow, this is really good now. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Fuck you. Definitely A plus now. And I got nothing to do with my hands. Wash them? Yeah, you have to go back downstairs. So anyway, Do you even have paper up here? Uh, they're on the shelf on the wall. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's pretty good. Nico, good job on this. Yeah. Talk that the extra touch really. Yeah. Hands are all gritty now. Well, the others. Feel my hands. This is what I have to deal with now. Oh wow! Could you? Feel that hand. I don't want to. I don't want to touch. Oh. It's it's weird. Oh no! It's like all sand. Oh no! Wash that. Like, <laughs> Wash that. <laughs> it's like microscopic sand. <sighs> I'm not putting my headphones on. I'm going to eat my fucking pudding. Well, we didn't want to make just pudding. We were making, you know, dirt. So now that you're eating the pudding, do you agree that it needs more Oreo? No. It's fine. No. I feel like I need more Oreo. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. It's good, though. I don't know how mom feels when like, they cook for you and they're like, fuck you! And you're like... Yeah, maybe mother shouldn't think that they're the best cook and take constructive criticism. <laughs> so that next time... Like, can we... Wait, can we... <clears throat> mother, I love your cooking! Don't leave! <laughs> He's probably gonna go wash his hands. <laughs> the outbreak was first. <laughs> it is actually really good. Yeah, sure. The outbreak was first confirmed on Saturday night after seven people aboard tested positive for the virus. At that time, the health ministry said the crew had been on the high seas for 35 days and had no contact with anyone from the outside world after setting sail. Most strangely, is all the crew tested negative and self-isolated for two weeks before boarding the ship. This is in theory would mean that the chances of COVID-19 being introduced to the ship and its crew were slim to almost absolutely none. So someone broke quarantine beforehand, probably. The crew of the ship had 14 days of isolation in a hotel in Ushida, 
during which they, we believe that they had no contact with people from the city and they were self-sailing for 35 days. The city that they were actually in had no uh, cases of COVID. What the fuck? <clears throat> the only thing I can think of is the food. Leonardo Abeldatorv, the chief of infectiology of the Ushida Regional Hospital and member of the Provisional Emergency Operating Committee, said in a statement that even before coming to the province, they had to swab in Buenos Aires due to the policy of the company that brought them in, and the result was still negative. In addition to that, during the period in which they were here, we had no cases of circula circulation of the virus in the province, for which we believe that there is no link with the population of Yushinira. Uh, he added, one of the patients was transferred to the uh, Ushiara Regional Hospital in the capital of Terra del Fuego on Sunday, while another was admitted on Monday because of the person was considered at, at risk. The rest remained quarantined on the ship and were receiving aid from the local province. An investigation is now being launched to see how COVID-19 emerged on the ship, although there are no obvious clues as the ship followed all necessary precautions beforehand. One of the most reasonable explanations is that at least one of the crew members tested positive as a false negative, resulting uh, result in Buenos, um, Buenos Aires. The virus could have then slowly spread around the crew during the self-isolation without people even displaying clear symptoms. That's what, that's what I was thinking, yeah. Before some of the crew displayed <laughs> symptoms once the ship had left the docks. This, however, remains mere speculation and no proof. It is in the case that escapes all description that appears in the publications because such a long intubation period is not described anywhere. Because remember, before they even left, so they came into the town, were negative. Mm -hmm. So you tested po like a, a negative. So they were negative quarantine for 14 like, days. In like hotels nearby. Yes. And then negative again. Yes. Okay, so what probably happened is somebody just got it, got a false negative, and then went on the ship. And then it very slowly spread. And probably the first few people that got it were asymptomatic. But then again, they were on the ship again for almost 30 days. Before it showed up. Before it showed up. Were they testing it all on the ship? I think that's what I was saying in the beginning. That they had tested someone showing symptoms. Huh. After 30 days at sea. I mean, I suppose it would spread fairly slowly because um so my parents went on a cruise ship recently by recently i mean like a year ago yeah but in a, like a fishing trolley you're all eating in the same yeah but you're all like, sleeping in the same i don't know when the last time you went on a cruise is but they are like adamant about sanitation especially during a pandemic so when my parents were on a cruise like in order to even walk into the food area they have people standing there with hand sanitizer and they'll give it to you and then like the the buffet area they would like wipe it down constantly um, and the tongs that you'd grab food with, they would swap them out constantly. Um, so it kind of makes me wonder if, um, it actually just took that long to spread because think about it. If you're on a cruise and you're mostly spending time with your family, I appreciate everything you've done. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to wash your hands? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but I feel like it might actually take a good 30 days because like a lot of times you're on a cruise, you just spend time with your own family or whatever. And some of the events on the cruise, right? So like if there was a concert or a musical or a play or like a theme park on the cruise ship, those might've been closed. Yeah, but so, they were worried about that. Even with the two false negatives that maybe that there's a actually self like where the virus is in someone 
but not transmutable yet or recognized. Because if it's in such a low amount, yeah, you I'm, have an incubation period then of, of over, 14 days. over a month. Yeah. So that combined with the fact that, like, See, the thing about a cruise is once enough people have it, it'll spread like wildfire. But if only one or two people, I could see it taking a while before you really... Because it's exponential growth. Yeah. And, like, the most that you might touch is you might touch tongs at a buffet. You might touch silverware, which gets washed. This is a fishing trawl. This is not a cruise ship. Oh, this isn't a cruise ship. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought it was a cruise ship. No. I was thinking, like, maybe you touch the elevator button or something. I'm trying, I'm trying to think yeah, of, like, yeah, all like the, like the crab haulers that, like... Yeah, okay. Where everyone's, like, in the packed close quarters of a shipping... Oh, yeah, and then... How the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. The two that are negative are probably the first ones they carried it. Unless they do the antibody test, but then now... Yeah, but antibody tests are have a lot of false positives, I thought. Or maybe it was false negatives. I can't remember. In all cases, all escapes. Uh, everything escapes all of the description that appears in the publications because such a long incubation period does not describe anywhere. We are focusing on the rest of the crew to determine if there are any other cases that have asymptomatic disease. There is much to evaluate as we are taking the first steps because this requires backwards analysis. And we will review the medical record book until March to evaluate all events that have registered and understand the situation more. Baltimore. So they're trying to hopefully find a loophole of someone breaking the quarantine, anything that would describe it, else that it could be spread via pollution in the air. Yeah, I doubt it. Because, like, the only way that coronavirus makes it through the air is if it's in water droplets, like from your breath. And even then, you're very rare, you're unlikely to get it from it just, like, ambient in the air unless it was immediately moved from one person to another person so for instance if you guys are in a restaurant and you're sitting with your family and he's sitting with his family but there's an air conditioner above you and the air is moving that way then you can spread covid speaking of can we turn on the air conditioning <laughs> um it is on i just had the fan on law i'll turn it up a little bit thank you there you go Yeah, that's it. All right. Um, for almost two hours thirty minutes. What are you guys thinking? You guys want to do one more? Because I had to run up and down the stairs a lot. (laughs) Actually, there's one email that we could read. It's very short. I do want to read just one quick uh, technology related. Sure. Oh, did you get all the Oreo out of your hair? No. It's like a fine powder. I know it was on my hands. (laughs) Oh, you didn't eat all your Oreos that you put on top. I can't eat and talk at the same time. Hmm. To be fair, he was reading a news article. Mom. Excuses, excuses. Otter mom. Can we talk about that for a minute? Like, there are some aspects of my parents' cooking that I really love. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's also, like, did you ever have that experience where you went over to, like, a friend's house for dinner or something? And you had, like, the exact same thing that your parents would make, like, the same type of meal. Mm-hmm. And it blew your mind that it tasted different and potentially better. Because I feel like we've all been through that. We're like... I've had it where it tasted a lot worse. I've had it taste a lot worse. Oh, I've My parents are too. very average with their cooking. And a lot of my friends' parents were below average. Well, the other thing is I wasn't involved in my parents' cooking very much. And so, like, I'd go to my friend's house and I'd be like, damn, like... I didn't know spaghetti could taste this good or whatever type deal. And then I'd go back to my parents and be like, yeah, I, I, I can't it to my friends. And my mother would be like, oh, well, I always buy this sauce because I thought that's what you guys liked. And then meanwhile, we're like, 
uh, I guess not. And then they would like switch brands of sauce or whatever, and then it would be better. That happens so many times. I, once, when I was a kid, I made this recipe. I think it was meatloaf or something. And it was like a majillion times better than anything my parents made, like by a lot. And I have no idea what recipe it was. I don't even know if I used a recipe. And my parents, like literally, I had nothing left because I made it. And my parents were like, fuck is this because it was really good and my entire family devoured it in like 20 minutes yeah. i'm sweating like crazy person oh. <laughs> i think that's aim here i can um this might help too i'll move it move the little fins down that might help world's first improv based chatbot keeps the conversation flowing sort of <laughs> The unscripted world of improv improvisation. Improvisation? I just say improv. I, <laughs> I know, it's just improv. <clears throat> theater. Oh. <laughs> Improvisational theater. Then in quotations, improv. <laughs> just in case you didn't know. It's <laughs> never knew, you know? Never knew what improv. Never. Challenges performers to spontaneously craft a story from almost no established reality. These actors rely on the power of dialogue to build coherent scenes and explain their shared vision. This is a great contract to modern dialogue systems, chatbots, whose non-committal and closed responses often prohibit all progression of any conversations they have. <laughs> We're making our chatbots smarter. Okay. Spying room for improvement, computer scientist Jonathan May of the University of Southern California, USC, realized that the co uh, collation of these two worlds could prove fruitful. I've done some improv in college and pinned, uh, and pinned for those days, May said in a statement. Then a friend who was in my college improv troupe suggested that it would be handy to just have a yes and bot to practice with. And that gave me my inspiration. <laughs> Okay. Yes, and <laughs> and the bot comes up with the next scene, and then you come. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. So, like, how the like the what's it called? Smart learning bot that did like the Harry Potter book. I don't know what you're talking about. The uh, algorithmic learning one that wrote the Harry Potter. Remember the book? No, I don't. I don't remember this. Are you talking about like a particular instance where somebody had a, like an AI read the book or something? No, it wrote the next book. Like we read it on the show. Remember where it took, they analyzed all of the Harry Potter books and then had the AI then attempt to write oh, okay. the next book? I think I do sort of remember that, yeah. Nico, do you remember that one? Not a clue. How do you guys forget things so easily? Because I didn't do it. I'm just going to sit back. Harry Potter and what looked like the large pile of ash. Huh. It does sound sort of familiar, but... Anyway, uh, read, read, your, read your article. <laughs> okay, I just, I just wanted to... Thank <laughs> you. 
It wouldn't just be fun to make a bot that could improvise. It would be practical. <laughs> Many decided to pinpoint one of the pillars of improv to help generate a collection of conversational prompts and responses that the bot can be trained on. The yes and principle is a rule of thumb that suggests that a participant should accept the reality of what the other participant just said, yes, and then expand and refine that reality with additional information, and. May and the co-researcher Jonathan Cho uh, of the USC wrote a paper presenting recently in the Association of Computer Linguistic Conversa uh, Conference. Finding a source of yes and dialogues proved difficult, if not possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hard part, really? Huh. Finding a sample... <laughs> Because that that tr that proves that the bot has to truly understand what you're talking about in order to expand on it. Yeah. You know that actually is a really good point. So I feel like that is part of how intelligent conversation works. You, you acknowledge someone else's reality. You acknowledge and then, add, and then add to it. Like, oh, I see what you're saying, and this. You add to that. Like if somebody's flirting with you. And you want to flirt back? You first, are. You have to you first you have accept to, their. You have to think about like what do they find attractive in you, and then you have to expand on it and give them more of what they want, right? Just in terms of that type of conversation, I guess. But eventually, they landed on an improv podcast, Spontanation. Oh, I was gonna say forecast. <laughs> oh my god! If half of the shit on our show went into an AI. That'd be really fucked up AI. Can someone just pick a, what's it called? The machine learning algorithm and take all of the Furcast podcasts and have an AI make another podcast? <laughs> what would it be about? No, it would make another episode. It'd be an AI generated episode. I know, of but like, what can you make out of our show? I don't know. It would make another Furcast episode. Like we've so said everything. It would be about random shit. It would just be about like what it thinks is an average episode. Yeah. <laughs> that would be disastrous. It could be it's possible though. I would be okay with it because then we don't have to do the show. It'd be like, <laughs> hey guys, four hundred here, we're we're done. I, I like doing the show though. Yeah, I, I know, like doing but the like show. I was yeah. I would actually listen to it if, oh. if it was randomly I would actually generated. Listen to the show if it was randomly generated. <laughs> I'd be like, wow. I, could, I had some good what a opinions. fucking low bar you just fucking put us at here. Yeah. You would actually listen to the show if it was randomly generated instead of... I don't listen to the show. <laughs> okay. I don't want to hear myself. I mean, I sort of understand. Also, I don't I mean, want to hear my own opinions later on. I don't want to hear my own opinions. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> I don't even like my opinions. I don't want to. I don't want to hear them again. God, what a fucking idiot would think that. I do that all the time, though. I hear myself and I'm like, "Fuck." Yeah. I hate that me that's talking right now. Please, if if we went back like eight years of the show and we went back to you, would you agree with everything you oh, said? Oh God, I've said horrifying shit that I want to move on from. And exactly. Then what, and you know what the worst thing is. Hmm. The yes. worst thing is not when somebody hears your old opinion and disagrees with it and goes, I can't believe you said that. It's when they agree. It's when they agree. Because I've had people agree with things that I said like 10 years ago and I'm like, ah, I'm like, no. Uh, <laughs> it's like so much is I used to say no, like so much edgy shit and then now I'm like, no, I want to distance myself. And I've the, had to the scariest thing though for me 
is that if I watch old episodes and we're making a joke, I will laugh at the same time I would laugh in the episode, or I would make a comment still, and myself would then comment that without ever remembering. Yeah. Oh my god. I remember doing that just like in the previous episode. I forget which one we were wa- like listening to, and I started laughing. And I said it was like perfectly in sync. And I said exactly what I said in the actual episode. I was like, "God, that's scary. I don't like that." <laughs> and then you said it in the episode. Yeah, fucking predictable <laughs> algorithm. <laughs> myself is predictable to myself. Spontanation. <laughs> Can you search that up? S P O N T A N. Spontanation. Spontanation? Not finding it's anything. It's S P O N T A N E A N. Got it. Spontanation was an improv po- comedy podcast, so it's gone. Apparently. How many episodes did they get up to? I don't know. Oh man, scrolling. Uh, 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 we uh, beat him. Uh, Two hundred. The last episode was called Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> when, was, when was the last episode aired? Oh, just last year. Yeah. Where'd they stop? I don't know. Pull it up. You have the article. <laughs> I don't know. Posted <laughs> by the actor and comedian Paul F. Thompson oh, between 2015 and 2019. <laughs> Yeah. This was a great source for us and the fairly small data set as we go. We only get about 10,000 yes-ands from it, may explain, but we use those yes-ands to build a classifier program that can then look for new lines of dialogue and determine whether or not if they are yes-ands. <laughs> so they needed, a, they needed yes-ands, so then they found a podcast that had many yes-ands. Used all of the yes ands from that, which only was 10,000, but since they had that, then they could have the computer search for other things that are yes ands based off the 10,000 different criteria to then fill the pool of yes ands to then make the bot. I see what you're saying, yeah. Movie scripts and subtle, uh, subtitles were then input into the program, and tens of thousands more yes and examples were added to the sploin. <laughs> The, the sploin? The sploin. Okay. S-P-O-L-I-N. Selected pairs of learnable improvisation. Data set. Now armed with over 68,000 pairs of prompts and yes and responses, May and Xiao use the sploin to train the first ever improv bot named Sploinbot. I don't like that. I, feel like they I don't it. like it. You want to be a Sploinbot? I feel like they just made a better name. Capturing and turning the safe and boring chat into a funny and wacky, Sploinbot can also generate five responses options to help the conversation keep flowing as well. <laughs> no more highs. Hi. Ooh. ooh. Notices your bulge. Notices your sploin. There's one of the ones that says, Not long till the corn delivery arrives now. Sploinbot responds, The corn delivery is already packed and ready. <laughs> All those corn boys always have my back was the human response. The, the AI's response was, All I do is serve me corn and corn. 
So it's like it knows that you're talking about corn. Wait a minute, corn, corn? I mean, I've heard of candy corn and popcorn, but not corn, corn. What is that? A double, like double corn? Double corn. It's a little more delicious than normal corn. It has <laughs> corn nuts in it. That's up. That's the AI. Yeah. Huh. Wow. So it called the like, the person called out the AI on writing corn corn twice, and then the AI improved. I was like, oh yeah, it's double corn. Double corn because it has corn and corn nuts. <sighs> That's actually I like it. That's good. I wouldn't call it double corn, but whatever. <laughs> Go ahead. And here I was it. thinking that corn nuts were made of corn, while they're actually the secret ingredient to corn. That's crazy. And here I was thinking corn nuts were. And they've been along for so long, as far as I know. Huh. The further, the further evaluate of the abilities of their bot, the researchers asked a group of people to compare the yes and no qualities of four responses given to a prompt. For example, in a response to the prompt, I know a lot of, I know a lot of women, and I'm sure she remembers me. A standard dialogue system, persona chat in this case, said, "Oh my goodness, I don't know her." Splainbot, however, replied, "Yeah, she's a bit of a mystery." A bot trained with both standard dialogue compilation and Sploin said, you, do you, so you remember her? I have, sorry, Sploin said, so you remember her, I remember her in the shower. Whilst the actual yes, no response, or yes and response featured the development set was she does from when you were a boy. Overall, Splainbot fared better than standard dialogue systems, but is still nowhere near the yes and quality of the actual responses themselves. <clears throat> I see what they're saying. So they're they're giving multiple samples with the yes and algorithm and without the yes and algorithm to see how good the response is. Me and Chow have grand, uh, grand uh, plans to improve their improv bot, but extend its conversational abilities beyond the yes and realm. We want to explore other factors that make improv interesting, such as character building, scene building, if this usually is an interesting anomaly, it is true. What else is also true? And callbacks referring to objects, events, mentions, and previous dialogue turns. Chow said. There we go. So remembering different conversations with people to then refer back. Um, really quick email here before we end the night. Um, I'm not going to do email segment. It's just a quick email. I guess I'll read it because I haven't read anything. Oh, sure. Go ahead. I haven't read, read anything in a while. Hmm. Hey, hey, Faye. Hmm. Eat your damn pudding. I'm reading, not you, so. I will. I'm waiting until you start. Mm. Hi, Furcast. My name's Ziggy, and I'm a deer. Just wanted to say thank you guys for keeping the show going through COVID. We live here, so yeah. literally got nothing else. So. We probably would do it even if it was COVID. Yeah, I would still do it. We live, well, yeah. I've got a feeling like if we all didn't live in the same place, we would figure something else out. Yeah, we'd figure something out. I don't think we would all be in the same room. I yeah. would. It'd I mean, be complicated if... We weren't like well. If it's people you see regularly anyway, it's more okay. There I would are, say if it was like at your parents' place, it would be kind of you, COVID risk increases if it's people you don't often see. Yeah. Whereas if it's a family member or a friend that you hang out with like every other day anyway, it doesn't really matter. Or well, it matters, but it's a lot less risky. Okay. Yeah. The last couple of weeks have been real shitty. My cat recently got very sick. He was in the vet for a week before we brought him back. 
Then on Tuesday, his condition worsened, so we had to put him down. Sorry, Maruski. But we didn't want him to suffer. I think you made the right call. Is his cat named Maruski? No, he said sorry, Maruski, because he's a cat. Oh. I thought his cat was named Maruski. We had to put him down. That would be very sad. But it's okay, because... Maruski just never comes back to us. He was adopted by this person. <laughs> and he got to get put down. He was Damn sick. it, Ziggy! <laughs> So we're sorry, Ziggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sorry, Ziggy. And also, you're glad you didn't kill me, Ziggy. Yeah, that too. Mm. Also, I found out I have a bone spur growing from my skull. Huh. This is a very sad email. I'm sorry, Ziggy. So I'm is guessing... Is that just got a horn? It, I don't know, but anything growing from a skull probably would hurt. So if, if it hurts, I'm sorry. He's if a it, deer. It, Isn't he an antler? If it's an antler, that's cool. So I guess like, I don't know. Like I'm watching like Fallout Boy. Like I don't think having like a human head and antlers would be fun. I feel like it would hurt, but it would be like, like it'd be something to t- like show off. It'd be like a cool fun fact. Like, hey everybody, I have a horn. Well, you couldn't wear hats anymore. I don't wear hats. I hate it'd hats. be hard as hell to get into a car. Well, it depends. I'm not. I'm probably not gonna be like a horn. It's probably like a like me. Well, I said. Like, well, I was saying that if a human like sprouted like deer antlers, how like imagine probably putting on a shirt. You'd have to wear button ups. <laughs> Always. <laughs> no undershirts, just button ups, everything. Could a deer even put on I mean, it depends on the antlers like I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't think so. Cause you'd like stretch out like the, the hole for the neck would be huge. <laughs> Cause like I was thinking like if you put like if you started putting the shirt over one. You'd have to have somebody help you. Antler set. Like, you'd still have to stretch it over the other antler. Yep. Your mouth is covered in pudding, by the way. Mm-hmm. God, you eat like... So, this is like you child completely, because you complain about my food, then you ate it, and now you're wearing like half of it. Because I just stuck my face into the bowl because you said to eat the goddamn thing. Because you bitched. Anyway, so I guess so I guess I'm transforming into my persona now. Anyway, I want to say thank you for bringing me joy during a rough couple of weeks. Love you guys. Please stay safe. With boops and love, Ziggy. Aww. Hopefully that bone spur doesn't actually hurt. And your cat is okay. Yeah, it's okay. All right. Well, that was the one email. I just wanted to read that because we haven't read emails in a while. Hey, guys, send us emails. We're yeah. bored. Yeah, people should. If people Liter- us- Literally, if you send us an email, we will read it because we got nothing else to do. Try to send us a relevant email, though, because we, we do get emails that are, like, really weird. Don't send or, weird emails. Yeah. Like, ask send a, a weird email. Have a weird in it. That's fine. But, like, ask, like, a random question in it, too. Like, yeah. What are your viewpoints on? Ooh, that'd be good. Too many Oreos. Yeah. Our viewpoints on thing is good because we'll all have different opinions. You can't take out Oreos, but you could always add more. Yeah. So that was my viewpoint. I just feel like an end, like a deer head would be the worst transformation for anyone. I think a fox head would be because they don't have to look at your fox face. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> and no one would want to well, do that. Your otter skin or otter hair would just repel all water. So yes, it makes me float. So you'd be stinky as hell because you couldn't even bathe. Foxes would smell way worse. At least I had to wash my fur, you know. You can wash otters. It's just that most water would just come right off of it, but if you scrub it, I'm sure it would. Yeah, it just breaks up surface tension. It doesn't prevent them from being actually washed. 
The only time otters are very like 100% waterproof is when they're like babies because their fur is so densely packed that they just float and no water can get through it. Sweat can get out. Do otters sweat? I think otters should sweat. <laughs> I think otters should sweat. <laughs> Although you're not asking if they do, you're just saying they should. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Oh my goodness. You guys are listening. I I could live with a fox head, though. I couldn't live with you having a fox head. I could live with you having an otter head. That's good. I can't live with you having a fox head. I know, I just bark at you. I make all the weird fox noises, like right outside your door, like screams. Good night, everybody. (laughs) I have been your host, Paradox the Red Wolf. Chirps. Auto noise. <laughs> no, I was saying I would chirp. I know you would chirp. Anyway, are we here next week? I think we're here next week. Probably. We're, All right. What else are we going to do? I don't know. Die of the poison worms that are in that? You didn't even eat any of the worms. I know. That's why I'll live. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for the post show, guys.